everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, it's not a spoiler-free podcast. So if you haven't seen the whole show, we could mention some things that are spoilers. It's not spoiler-free. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my triangular co-host, Fish. No, no, no. You did rectangle last time. New word. New word. With my ponderous co-host, Fish. <laughs> did you say ponderous? Sure. Look it up. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's just a word. I Am I prepared to sit here and tell you what I mean by this? I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm pondering. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's that. Uh, Fish, how are you doing today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good today. Um, We sat around and talked for like, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes before this. And yet the best she could come up with was triangular. Well, because I'm really focused on Big Brother, because that's what we've been talking about all this time. Fair enough. You guys, you guys want to know how the sausage gets made? That's how we get made. (laughs) We talk about Big Brother, then we talk about Felicity. That's how it's working right now. Anyway. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Well, what are we here to talk about today? Officially, we're here to talk about Felicity, season four, episode 13, Kiss and Tell, which originally aired March 27th, 2002. It was directed by Stan Selfis and written by Josh Rhymes and Laurie McCarthy. Here is the description. Ben breaks the news that Lauren is pregnant. His father voices a different opinion on the role Ben should play in the child's upbringing. As that development sinks in, Felicity tests out a potential new career path. Meanwhile, working with Zoe uh, causes Noel some undue stress. And differing priorities cause some mutual annoyance between Sean and Megan. Mutual annoyance, huh? All right. Really went around the horn on that one. Got a little (laughs) bit of everything. Well, we're going to start out. I'm going to say this is Epstein Bar. Sure. I mean, it usually is. Yeah. We got some upbeat jazz playing. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, sure did. Ben and his dad are at dinner. Yeah. Because he's not in the hospital anymore. Yeah. I was just like, you're like out to dinner? Like, Mm -hmm. how long has it been? You just had a partial liver transplant. In showtime, they've added two months. Oh. Remember? Still, I think. I mean, still, I don't know. It feels weird. Are you trying to tell me that you have an issue with the timeline in season four? Of course not. I would never say (laughs) that. That can't be. (laughs) (laughs) We never complain about season four timeline issues. No, that's not a thing we do. Never. Um, Well, I like, though, that at least Ben is being consistent because, yes, he's out having dinner with his dad. But he's asking about his mom, right? He's like, oh, okay, you're feeling better. That's nice. How's mom? Yeah. Uh, You know, his dad's just going to sidestep that. He's like, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, I got a month off work. We're going to, it's all going to be good. Guess what? I have some news for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dad saw Lauren. She says hi. And that she's pregnant. Uh-huh. And then he gets super judgy about the absentee <laughs> father right in front of 
the father. Um, yeah. Also him not being a great father. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot going on there. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I, I just, I can just, there's so many complicated feelings. There's so many things going across Ben's face. Yeah. With like his dad saying that this, you know, how dare this guy not be around for Lauren. And there's, you know, the ridiculousness, right, of his father saying something like that. There's Mm -hmm. the, oh, and it's me, but he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the like his own feelings about the kid. I mean, there's just so much for Ben. There's and a lot here. I mean, this. and his father not knowing that it's him is like this guy so self-absorbed. I mean, awkward. Didn't tell him. Like, I don't know why he would just assume it was Ben. Yeah, and he clearly doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's an awkward moment at the table. It's that's for sure. Super awkward. Yeah. And then his dad's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get dessert because who cares? You know, I yeah. cheated death once. I can do it again. Exactly. And, and I'll like, have your dessert. Yeah, I'll have everybody's dessert. All the desserts are mine. Um, <laughs> but it's fun to be with you, Ben. Ben's like, mm. yeah. No, he agrees. He's like, yeah, it's fun. And then we just leave off on a, a thinking scene. It's just Ben thinking. Yeah yeah he has a lot to think about you he know? sure does it doesn't if seem was, to be an open and yeah. shut case for him right now i do feel like the sort of sponsored by moment for this episode um or feeling for this episode is just denial oh. like ben is in full denial for most of it felicity's in full denial for most of it sean and megan are in denial like it's... even know if the word denial is right for Felicity. I mean, I think we'll, we'll let, let's explore that a little bit more as we get to her, the scenes that, in, well, I guess we're coming there pretty quickly, yeah. but um... I mean, it's either denial or she's like outright lying to people. I mean, if one yeah. more freaking person asks if she's okay, she yeah. doesn't look bad. She looks fine. And like, everybody's walking up to her being like, are you okay? I'm like, at least, I don't know like give her a scar or something across her face. I mean, there's nothing, there's Mm -hmm. no reason. I got really annoyed by this. The repeated, are you okay? I mean, she's definitely quiet and whispery. She's got a lot on her mind. I think that that is becoming evident for people. I, it just got annoying. Yeah. I mean, it was like five times in this episode, the different people asked her if she was okay. Including well, twice in the next scene. Yeah, let's let's look at the next scene because I think we're starting to analyze analyze stuff like this um, without talking about the scene. So let's just jump into that. So Ben's gonna come. Well, this was weird because they kind of do it a two part thing where Ben comes off of the elevator uh, to go to Felicity's apartment, knocks on the door. Felicity's Felicity answers it, and he says, "Let's go for a walk." Why? Yeah. Why do we have this? I thought maybe he wanted to say uh can we talk but instead said let's go for a walk and uh-huh. they were like we'll just keep it I just, did they not have enough footage <laughs> like <laughs> like you could just skip to them walking yeah but right. i mean what do we get from this scene that's additional i don't know maybe we got that they're i guess what i'm really feeling at the end of this little moment is not different from what i'm feeling 
in their walk and talk, which we're about to see, my words for that were quiet, separate. Periods huh. between both words. They just feel very separate from each other. And I don't know, maybe something about that greeting her at the door sort of thing. Maybe that's meant to show me something about they're not quite synced up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like he's not, you know, they're not staying at each other's place, I guess, at that point. Yeah. You know, he's coming to the door. Um, it could be, you know, his schedule and her schedule and, you know, that they're they're not able to spend as much time together. Um yeah, I mean, is I it also maybe that. meant to evoke the the scene at the door that they had right before they got back together, um, where also that was very awkward and there was also a lot not said, but they were on the verge of saying those things and they were on the verge of getting to a good place. And here they're kind of on the verge of what is this? I don't know. Um, yeah, see that I feel like there's a that they're so different. Like the scene where there were so many things that were unsaid, right? Um, I felt like they really wanted to say all the things. Mm-hmm. Here, throughout this entire episode, starting in this scene, I don't think Felicity wants to say all the things. Yeah, And I don't think Ben, Ben is really more like, Felicity, how do you feel? Like, he doesn't want to say the things either. Yeah. I, I think that's the separateness maybe that you're feeling that I just felt it in a different way that it's, you know, he, he's asking her, they're walking along outside and he basically is asking, like, what do you think about this pregnancy? He never uses the word pregnancy. He's just like the thing, you know, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like overwhelmed and he says, it's going to be okay. And like a couple of times, as you uh, said, it's going to be his refrain. Yeah. yeah. New mantra. Yeah. Um, and he switches topics. But, he's like, you know, uh, well, he sort of switches topics. He says, well, yeah, I had, I had dinner with my dad. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's like, well, he doesn't know I'm the father, but he does know that Lauren's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, we're back on this topic. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. Got to get to that second okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe at this point, I think overwhelmed is a fine answer. Like give her a second, right? It's a lot. Uh, and like Ben just found out a week ago, even though apparently it had been four months. Um, well, I think I think there's like a couple ways to be overwhelmed with this. One way is, hey, there's a baby coming. <laughs> that wasn't That wasn't really something we thought was happening. Um, there's the, I don't even know what my future is supposed to be right now. Mm -hmm. There's also the, like Ben continuing to say it's going to be okay. Yeah. Is not actually reassuring. I I don't know. I mean, for me, that would not be reassuring. It would be like, can you look me dead in the eye and acknowledge that this is going to be not what we planned? and possibly hard like let's have like an honest assessment of what this is because saying it's going to be okay just seems like you're brushing it under the rug so yeah it's like ooh, like in addition to everything yeah and that's clearly what felicity's 
thinking. I mean, we hear her say that later, Mm -hmm. you know, so she says she's overwhelmed. I feel like she wants to take her cue from Ben. Mm -hmm. Um, She has feelings about it. She has feelings about how he feels about it. He thinks he knows how he feels about it, but he's got doubt. And so he's just sort of shoving it down and saying it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole, yeah, this whole episode is, I I feel like that is denial. Mm. Um, Like Felicity keeps like overwhelmed. Yeah. It's basically more to me like Felicity is waiting for Ben to get out of denial so that she can be... Her being upfront or honest about her feelings doesn't really help if he's not there because he's like the person closer to the crisis. You know, it's like in her situation, it's kind of like the way that she cares for him is like, let him be in denial in this moment, maybe. Um, But that doesn't help her and doesn't doesn't help him. But until he's prepared to like acknowledge any real thing that's going on in his brain what can she do? You know, it's just like her saying her feelings. What what does that do? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so true. It's like, she's on, I guess what I'm rolling around to here is she's in like a holding pattern. I think that's right. And I think that Ben wants her to tell him what to do. Ah. And she's not doing that. Like, that's not, that's not where we're going here, man. Right. Like, yeah. I really think he's looking for either some sort of approval or some sort of her to tell him, you know, and, and he gets so mad when his dad does it. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, he, I really think he wants someone, preferably not his dad, to tell him what to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or like either to approve or refute what he has decided and kind of shake him. And she's she, on the other hand, is taking a step back and being like, no, you need to like, this isn't a decision I can make for you. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, but but it takes a toll on her. I mean, we're going to see in yeah. the next small scene is, you know, they're in bed. Ben is asleep. Well, she's wide awake. Yeah, that was like he's snoring he's mm-hmm. like on his face snoring i actually like that choice by Scott <laughs> Speedman. like he is clearly in that moment not worried about it yeah she, that must be nice for him Gosh. right <laughs> she's like this that's guy what de- that's what denial looks like yeah um, <laughs> on your face snoring uh, <laughs> and she's just laying there like man what the what a <laughs> like I, I can just put myself in her place and just I would I'd be like looking at him and I'd probably throw something at him I don't know um but she's nice and she I'm, just gets out of bed I mean and think about how different this is too I mean a couple seasons ago Noel finds out Ruby was impregnated but by somebody else mm-hmm. and he's like relieved you know, yeah. because it's like his responsibility is, is not there. But Felicity is obviously in, invested in a very different way in this relationship. So it's not just like, oh, well, whatever. I could be with him or not be with him. It's not my responsibility. She's not, she does not appear to be thinking that way right now. You know, it's just like, 
if he what has a baby, she has a baby. And that is just the way it is. And and it's and and think about how many levels of no control over your life that is. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, so Lauren decided like they, he got her pregnant. Lauren decided to have the baby. Ben's gonna make whatever decision he's gonna make. And now and then the Felicity has to make any decision off of that. It's like multiple prongs of lack of control in your life. And it's just like, okay, can we at least to this point, Lauren has been very clear. Yeah. Ben, however, I mean, uh, Ben's been very clear. It's just nobody believes him. Yeah. Including himself. Yeah. For apparently good reason. So. Well, Felicity's going to get up out of bed. They're at the loft. So, of course, when she goes out, she's going to encounter Noel in the kitchen making a sandwich. And they're going to whisper. Because, I mean, why wouldn't Noel still be living there? Yeah. And uh, why wouldn't he be making a sandwich at, like, what was it, 2.36 in the morning? We have a comment later with a theory on this, but that's the, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm glad you teed that up for us, everybody. Put a pin in that. You just wait for some amazing words from <laughs> one of our listeners. Um, I always do. Yes, part of the show. Yeah. Oh, we we've got listeners spitting facts at us today. Okay. Yes, um, yes you all wait. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, what's this conversation going to be about between Felicity and Noel? Well, Noel's making a sandwich, mm-hmm. but why? Because he woke so up from a dream weird. where he was stranded on an island. Icebergs, anybody? I don't know what's going on with these people and their dream metaphors. But anyway, uh, he's stranded on an island. He woke up starving. Yeah. Here he is making a sandwich. Because I always, when when I go to sleep and I have a dream where I'm not eating, I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm hungry. No, that's not how metabolism works. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay. Look, he wanted a sandwich. That's fine. You can just want a sandwich, Noel. Yeah. You don't need to go to all this, you know, explanation about it. Felicity does annoy me here a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because he offers to make her a sandwich and she says no. She says she just couldn't sleep. And then Noel's going to be all want to talk, want to talk about it, want to like talk about clearly you look like something's not okay. Like, like you'll just, find a job. It, it'll be fine. Well, she says, I feel like everything's changing. Okay. Yes. He does interpret that to mean job, career, that stuff. It's like, you'll find something. Okay, here, let's do something it. about this. Yeah. Exactly. Must yeah. solve. Yeah. And the solution is he's going to get the course catalog. She's like, I have my classes. Like, no, no, no. You get the course catalog to decide your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, let's just look at the classes and see if it gives you any ideas. So fortunately, architecture is early in the alphabet. I know. Yay. I was like, what if she wanted to be a zoologist? I this know, would have been the rest of the season. It would have been the rest of the show, this episode at least. Like, can you imagine? They just courses. keep coming back between yeah. commercial breaks and they're <laughs> like, history of East Asian studies. <laughs> <laughs> Mathematics. <laughs> yeah. Just keep, just keep going with it. International relations. No. Okay. Uh, and then another commercial break. And then you come back. And so, um, Physical education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, but fortunately, 
And then by the end, you get to zoologist. That's it. And then there's credits roll. Hey, you know, sometimes we come up with great ideas. Sometimes we come up with not great ideas. You be the judge what that one was. I mean, that was us talking mm-hmm. about a not great idea that didn't happen. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's true. But he's, he is going to bring up architecture. Yeah. And he is going to pimp out his friend, Adam Davis, the grad student, sure. and say, hey, I can solve your problem. I mean, usually it's it's because you're going to have sex with me or because you just had sex with me. But this time I'm going to do it without that. And uh, I'm going to involve another dude. So, yeah, call him. He's doing stuff. He his a you know assistant or the person who usually helps him out with his uh, architectural models is not available. So I just think I can set that up, you know. Yeah, maybe you can help him. I, I think yeah. it was uh, the thing that was stuck out the most to me in this. The, like a few sentences from Noel is that he's like he's going to mine. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, of all the yeah, information that he shared, you know, is right. like a lot of very pertinent information about why this new character is being introduced for this episode. And I'm sitting there thinking, he doesn't have friends. We yes. have never seen Noel have friends that aren't resident, yeah. like, advisees or, like... No, this was someone who came into the guidance counselor's, or the career advisor's office. Probably. Noel got him a job. Yeah. You know doing some sort of architectural thing and then no called him a friend that's gotta be it yeah that makes sense what I... stuck out to me the most was that after offering her a sandwich which she declined no then offers like she just stares at his sandwich mm-hmm. she just sits there he's already offered adam davis up on a platter mm-hmm. with her new career said he'll make the connection and she has to have his sandwich not just an entire half of his sandwich well they did he said you want a bite and i don't know if like it didn't look like she was gonna hand it back no (laughs) i'm just saying i had a distinct impression that he just gave her half of his sandwich um yeah because you know this helped and she's feeling a little better about at least that thing and now she's gonna eat his whole you know half of his sandwich and he was starving he was just on an island I'm and had no you. food these these I people mean, i don't know what to do i mean i uh, want to like he learned felicity, nothing yeah but you're right noel's still rolling over and felicity's still eating his lunch yes so or in this case midnight snack so true well all right so now we're going to get to the fight of the week again i don't know so we're still yeah. lost. here's the thing though it is the fight of the week except I I actually really liked the whole Sean Megan thing. Okay. Um, Me because it's not a fight of the week. We've heard all of this before. Mm-hmm. They're, they are going to fight, but it's going to be about stuff that is an ongoing issue. Yeah, that's With true. their relationship. Yeah, I really like their makeup as well um they're when they make up not their makeup um (laughs) you're like you liked their makeup (laughs) and i was like did you notice megan's eyeshadow it was so great i really was but she didn't know well so what's this fight about well megan comes in she's like we gotta go out i want to go out let's go out tonight yeah i mean we have that whole episode where she got told off right by her former friends who said she's ditching totally ditching them yeah this is not the first time she's brought this up no, it is not. 
And Sean is like, yeah, whatever. Look at my new invention. It's a shoe cover. It's a, you, you put it over your shoes you, you wear tennis shoes when you go out somewhere fancy and then you put it over your shoe and it looks like a fancier shoe. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, this is not his best idea. Um, I really thought that this was more like, I don't know, uh, a wash isn't the right word, but I think there is something that you can like put over your shoe if you have nice shoes on and it's like raining out or you have to walk through mud or something and then you take it off and your shoes are still nice. That's what I thought he was doing, but it does not at all look like a, it, it looks like a tennis shoe in a garbage bag. I think if somebody so. could do this idea and it didn't look quite the way it looked when Sean tried to do it, um, <laughs> I would be all in because I am all about comfort and I find that stylish shoes are absolutely not about comfort and they generally hurt huh. all sorts of body parts. So I usually refuse. I've gotten very into wearing flats in yeah. a pinch. I have a pair of heels that I will wear on stage when I'm speaking for exactly the amount of time when I'm speaking. <laughs> and then I put the flats back on because I can't yep. do it with heels. Um, but I, I, I do think that there is a market for people whose bodies are being absolutely worn down or just flat out don't want to deal with the discomfort of a nice shoe. Um, but again, that's, you would just make a shoe that looked nice on the outside and was comfortable if you could do that. Like yeah. imagine a stiletto. There's no way to take a tennis shoe and make it look like a stiletto and have it still be a tennis shoe. But if you could do it. Right. But Sean can't. That's true. So Megan is not going to support him. Megan's seeing some obvious problems here. She actually sees him try to put this thing on. It's not right. She's like, this is stupid. People love to buy shoes. People want to buy shoes. Yeah. This is not a thing. And by the way, let's go out. No, seriously, we need to go out. Yeah, she's like, we have to go out. And he's like, support me. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be their fight, but this is not, this is, I feel like this is not a fight of the week. This is a, this is the fight this week, but I also feel like this has been the fight for many, 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 many weeks. I appreciate your distinction. Yes. Guess what, Fish? (gasps) Mr. Norman's back. Yeah, Mr. Norman's back. And I, we we just plop right into a scene with Mr. Norman being the guidance counselor to Trevor and Ben again. Yeah. And I think like, I just, what I love about this is all of the backstory I imagine. I think somebody from administration was like, okay, but actually the whole job handover thing that you did, none of that was ever real. No. So you still are in this role. <laughs> yeah, I mean- <laughs> He was he was leaving the guidance. What what is Noel now? Is it guidance counselor, career services? I mean, look, Mr. Norman had this is his third job. This is his promotion at the university that he could get into because he claimed another soul and stuck it in his old office. Yeah. But then they were like, you didn't follow the correct paperwork. It's still your job. Yeah. Get back in the office. You don't get he, he had a different office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's there again. And he remembers Ben from back when he had the job previously. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't also Noel 
and he didn't run away. That's true. Um, now, last time, if we remember, Mr. Norman was telling Ben that taking all these classes would kill him. Mm-hmm. But now, Mr. Norman's like, oh, I remember you. You got an A in Ochem. That's mm-hmm. not what happened last time, Mr. Norman. What happened last time? As you said, this course load was going to kill Ben. Oh, so you're, are you finding a discrepancy in season four? This never happened. This almost never happens. Yeah. Discrepancies. Also, fully do not believe that Trevor got a B. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> no way did Trevor get a B. Yeah. Zero it's, chance. It's the Hodges likes you now and almost killed you. Bump up. Um, oh, man. Meh. So uh, the question of the minus day. Minus at best. Yeah. The question of the day is, what else can we do to get into med school? Yeah, I love Mr. Norman. He just has this dry sense of humor, and it's just great. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's not as good as an A. And yes, you have to do volunteer work. Yeah. it uh, Med schools do care about it. You have to do it. And he only gives them one option. Yeah, one this is not this is not your typical like Pavone session where she's like, would you like to be a stockbroker or a captain of ship? Or uh, like, he's going to give him one choice. Big brother. Hey. And I mean, how, I mean, what are the chances that the one thing, the one volunteer thing that has, again, nothing to do with medical school, like, you know, volunteering in the clinic, like Ben already did, um, would be the thing where Ben would have to be a, quote, father figure. Right. Gee, what are the odds? My goodness. This yeah. worked out very well. Yeah, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So they're going to be like, okie doke, and they're going to take the forms. And in this moment, Ben does not notice the irony of it all. Not at all. Yeah. So we're mm. going to head to another office where Noel and Zoe work. Noel is going to run into Zoe. Yeah, they're going to do an awkward pass by. Yeah. He's going to be like, hi. She's going to be like, hi. It's going to be awkward. And Noel's going to turn around and be like, okay, this is awkward. Right? This this is awkward. Everything about them in this episode is awkward. It's the beginning of a relationship awkwardness. Yeah, with a little extra. With a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Zoe is like, Noel's like, is this weird? Zoe's like, yeah. I, I just don't know how to be with you here. Well, we're just avoiding each other is what's happening. Yeah, that probably um, was a good idea. You probably should have kept doing that. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know what? How about we just be professional here? Let's just do that. Yeah, to which Zoe says, great, I'm your new boss. Yeah, so her <laughs> dad's like, out wow. of town for two weeks <laughs> and he put her in charge of, I guess, running the meetings or whichever meetings he's, you know, not going to be at one of which involves her overseeing the CGG account mm-hmm. and making, I guess, whatever decisions need to be made. And Noel's like, okay, that's a wrinkle, but we're going to be professionals. And Hey, do you want to come to a party tonight? Here's the party here. Here is the start of the party. This again, another thing this episode does that I, I do kind of enjoy. I just imagine the party as a giant barrel like an, it's an empty barrel at first, and every time someone's invited, it's just people throwing more dynamite sticks into the barrel. Yeah, 
I, by the way, well, we can talk about the party when we get to the party. I'll, I'll save my comment <laughs> on this for a little bit later. But there, there's a lot of, you know, every time they they have some sort of a party on a season, it's like a huge, huge yeah. spectacle of an event. Um, yeah, even though they don't actually know anybody, but that's okay. So yeah. I will bring that up later. I brought it up now, but I'm putting a pin back in it. I'm going to bring it They're up again. They're probably later. all Molly's old friends that just keep right. showing up. Yeah. I mean, oh, that would goodness. be my, my thought. We'll have to speculate more, but we're going to first, we're going to go to another office mm-hmm. where Felicity is going to find Adam Davis, the yeah, architect. And I thought, I thought Adam Davis, I, I was expecting someone that I recognized, I guess, because, you know, we've seen Adam Rodriguez, you know, we've seen other people that I recognize from other stuff. I and mean, we've got Lauren on there right now. I mean, I have, I've never seen this guy ever. So, you know, what he's I, was, in? I was a little let down by that. But... Felicity season four, episode 13. Oh, that's true. Yep. But other that's than that. From. <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah well okay so the whole shtick here is that felicity is there because she wants to learn about architecture she wants to help him work on his model see if this is the right career path adam is going through a personal crisis and that is his number one priority now yeah he can't focus on anything else he mostly sounds like he is going to start crying yeah he's already on the phone with dina who has clearly dumped him yeah, or he's um, trying to talk to Dina. He's trying. He's trying. He's being rebuffed um, at every pass. And every time he takes a breath, Felicity is getting in there with and architecture. Yeah, she's trying to introduce herself. She's like, I'm here to help you with your model. Yeah. He's like, so, okay. So if you're dating somebody. Right. And it seems Art. like it's going really well. And then they Art. suddenly break up with you. Yes or no, she's dating somebody else. Go. Uh, uh, um, architecture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Noel's friend. Noel's <laughs> friend for architecture. I don't want to comment on your personal life. I'm just saying. Hey, do you need help with that model? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, Dina used to do the model. <laughs> it's due this week. But if you want to help, I mean, like Dina used to help with it yeah <laughs> he's so pathetic it's, it's so, so sad. sad yeah this is not owen Ugh. it's just adam is no owen he is I'm no saying. owen he he would not i would not set him up a pam no adam's a walking red flag right now poor adam <laughs> i mean poor adam does not have his act together he no. has been his world has been rocked by dina i mean i don't know who this dina is but i kind of want to know her I feel like I more want to know her than him. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. We, we uh, never meet her. And yet we're choosing her side in the breakup. And chances are like she was cheating on him, but I still, I'm not really that interested in Adam. Yeah. Um, agreed. Yeah. Uh, there it is. So, you know, I, I think that we should not invite Adam to Caribbean rhomboid. I feel like he, we, he doesn't get an invite. Okay. That seems really Like I'm going to veto him. Can I blackball him? I'm not even asking. Veto. You don't even need to use your veto power here. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we, um, we're we not, we we have a no Adam tolerance situation happening here. Um, that's okay. Well, you like Adam Rodriguez, but that's that's okay. That's not, there's, so there's at least one Adam that's being tolerated, but I don't know. All right. Anyway, not this that's character. True. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's go we're to Ben's go, room. Yeah, we're going to go from this awkward moment to, you know, you know, it's a scene between Ben and his dad. And, you know, Ben's around, he's packing up some stuff and his dad's just stopping by. Um, they're going to go to the game together. You know, apparently they're hanging out. Cool. Yes. So, yeah. Um, dad, his I mean, dad's I, like, okay. So on the way to the game, let's stop by Lauren's first. I got her some books. What to expect when you're expecting, you know, if, yeah. if her, if this guy's not going to help her, I am. Because uh, that's not going to be awkward. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, slowly yeah. roll. Um, yeah. let's talk. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and look at the ground and kind of in a quiet voice, mm-hmm. just clue you in. Um, here's the thing. It's me. I, I'm the father, but the delivery I of just that, found out. Yeah. Just yeah. to pause on that for a second, the delivery of that was so interesting from Scott Speedman because I wrote in parentheses after I'm the father, I wrote little boy. He sounds and he looks when he says that line, mm-hmm. like a scared little boy talking to his dad. Yep. He's not looking at his dad, but he's, he's, he's like, just this confessing. Something. Yeah. He's just he, little boy is the only thing that I could think to write and to have the little boy delivery of the words. I'm the father. Right was so strange and so interesting um but also probably how people feel right yeah very vulnerable very um it's like i'm gonna have a kid am i ready to do this like and his answer is no uh and i don't know it's awkward and there's shame and his dad is just saying this guy was Mm self-absorbed and like i don't know this is loaded but this is also almost always how Ben is around his dad. Yeah. Um, is this, you know, can't look at his dad, has been like sort of hunched shoulders, like, and and here, as opposed to in the past where it's felt like, okay, this is an abusive relationship, like he's reverting. Mm-hmm. It's like he is reverting here, but he's reverting and being vulnerable yeah he's like regressing yeah but he's also being vulnerable with someone who has hurt him yeah um and i think it makes a lot of sense that he then he switches it's like he goes back and forth between this and anger Mm. so he becomes a lot more volatile because everything his dad is saying is kind of getting in there and he has let himself be vulnerable. So if his dad then criticizes him or does whatever he's going to do, it's, it's going to hurt. Yeah. He's, he's opening himself up again and he's going to be def- kind of defensive, you know, right after that, he says, I'm the father. And then he jumps to, but I just found out a week ago, she didn't tell me for four months. Mm-hmm. Before and he I'm, says that, he says, I know you think it's selfish, but yeah. Um, so he he kind of heads it off the pass and then goes on the offense. His dad's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Deer in headlights. 
Yeah. I mean, no. this is like a really It's like, like you can see him like, like roll back the tapes. What did I yeah. say the first time I was talking to Ben about yep. this? Um, oh, oh, how many things do I need to walk back right now? Um, he doesn't though. He doesn't. He Ben says, I don't know. What do I do? Am I supposed to drop out? Am I supposed to get a job? I'm not ready for this. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, again, he... In some ways, he is looking for someone to tell him what to do, but he also is like, I want to be a doctor. And he's not fully, I think, giving his dad permission to just provide advice. And mm-hmm. I, thankfully, his dad picks up on it this first time. And he's like, yeah, okay, you know what? You were right when you said it was complicated. And the way he puts his questions too, I mean, his dad is is correctly reading the room that this is not the advice giving time because as much as Ben is phrasing everything as a question, he's phrasing it as a list of reasons why this isn't going to work. It's like, what do I drop out? What do I get a job? What do I, I'm not like, I want to be a doctor. It's like the other questions, but they're not there to be answered. They're there to be a compounding list of this isn't a thing I can do um rhetorical yeah so we're gonna see ben stop by felicity's felicity is (laughs) occupied working on a model and choosing to remain occupied working on a model yeah apparently she was supposed to come over and just didn't and didn't bother to pick up the phone to call or anything um so ben had to come over uh i assume and go through the unlocked door mm-hmm. yeah so she's apparently adam davis just was like okay work on the model and she's like do you have any instructions she's like no dina yeah and then- <laughs> that was my guess <laughs> dina would know how to do it okay got it she's got like it. what am i doing with this model so she's trying to figure it out and also she's really happy to be occupied by this problem i think uh yes. and not have to deal with ben this is a distraction that she could use, even though she thinks she's messing it up. She's yeah. like, you know what? I I'm I should stay here. I should. I'm not going to come over later. I'm just going to stay here and work on this model poorly. Yeah, she's she declines going to Ben's, even especially after Ben just informs her that he told his dad about Lauren. Oh, he listened. He was being all dad like. Great. Um, she's like, I'm staying here. I'm working on this yeah. model. Thanks. And then Ben's just gonna be like, what is this? The fourth time now already, you know, everything. Okay. You seem upset. Like he wants her answer, right? He, I feel like he's, he's like, you know, my dad listened, but really like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Tell me stuff open your mind and tell me stuff yeah and she just answers this question i'm okay which is what she continues to say to everyone yeah offering no additional words yeah well we're gonna go back to another office we're going to the one with zoe and noel there's a meeting happening probably your typical uh, you know whatever day of the week catch up on all the different projects that are happening looks like many a meeting i have been to yeah sure does and noel's gonna walk in see zoe sit across the room from her and in comes jessica well i think jessica was already there and noel walks in and kind of sits 
So Zoe's at the head of the table and mm-hmm. there's two open seats, one on either side of her. Mm-hmm. And Noel's going to sit down uh, in an empty seat, like 15 degrees away, right? Mm-hmm. From wow. Zoe. He's not going to sit at the head of the table. Because, and I wouldn't either, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where the boss sits. I mean, if you've ever been in a conference room, right? Like people tend to organize themselves hierarchical, hierarchical, I can't say that word. We in know, hierarchy. hierarchically. Yeah. We got there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody try saying it at home. Wherever mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast right now, say hierarchically. Yeah. Great. Well done. So, so yeah. he's going to sit down and, and this woman next to him, apparently her name is Jessica, is going to say hi in kind of, I thought, a flirty way. And um, and Sean's going to sit a little closer to Zoe. And to me, it seemed like in this scene, and we have to remember that I don't remember what's coming, but it seemed like, you know, Zoe's heading the meeting and she's, she cuts off this flirting. Like she kind of notices the flirty vibe that Jessica's giving. He is eyeballing Jessica. She is flat out staring Jessica down. Yeah, she's yeah. not happy. Yeah. Um, with this. And so I feel like she cut off the flirting. And she's like, all right, Noel, go. Stand. Mm-hmm. Yes. By the way, Noel was not flirting. No. Uh, Noel had no idea. Noel had no idea Noel any of this was Yeah. <laughs> um, he was there to work. He was there to be professional. He actually was. He, and so he, um, he his ducks were in a row. He had gotten them out of the bag and put them back in a row. He, he put them in a mail order catalog that he wanted yeah. to share the idea for. And he was not going to let the flirting of Jessica derail his ducks. Yeah, he's going to present. He was asked to present his, his and Sean's idea. The idea was a mail order catalog. Zoe gives it exactly 0.2 seconds for him to start talking about it. And she says, nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. He's like, but she's like, no. Nope. It's it's not just no. It was like, no, you're wasting money and you're dumb. Sit down, fool. Yeah, I'm I mean, the boss. She's like, you haven't was... heard my idea, and yeah, I, I heard enough. <laughs> yep. Sit down. Um, yeah, um, yeah. My goodness. So while I noticed that she was cutting off the flirting, I didn't notice it that much because when she started cutting down Noel's ideas. I was like, is she overcompensating because she doesn't want people to know that she likes him? Mm-hmm. That's where I thought this was going. Probably a little bit of both, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but like in like it later it becomes obvious like why she did this. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, I thought she was like, okay, oh, you know, I don't want anyone to know there's something going on because last time we got caught by my father. Um and was therefore overcompensating and being more harsh on him. Yeah. Um, it's awkward. I, and that a is different, a bit of a I line think, to than walk. her. Yeah, but I think I think it is very different than what actually is going on with her. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, Sean wants it fixed. He's a, There's a walk and talk yeah. that's happening here with Sean and Noel. Sean's like, you are going to talk to Zoe, right? You're going to fix this tension, this weirdness? Mm-hmm. Um. And Noel then, wearing a fantastic leather jacket. Just okay. have to say it. How about that? Says, yeah, going to fix it. I'm going to talk to her. 
gonna talk yeah. to her. And Sean's like, you know, we can't have all this tension. I mean, I, I, it's, it's like, you can't have partner. You can't, you can't have this in your relationships. Like with, with Megan hating my ideas. Can't have that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just like, you don't understand. You know, I can't go to work here. And then I go home and I had this great idea. And he starts talking about shoot. He starts talking about his shoe covers covers and he's just like it's such a great idea and megan shoots them all down he's explaining it as the two of them are waiting in line at an outdoor coffee cart with mm-hmm. a nice blonde barista behind it named nancy lancy yes uh she has been listening she is is really she's listening to sean and she says you should call them shoe jackets Oh, it's like a light shines down on her from the heavens. I mean, someone is supportive of his ideas. He basically fully, fully starts flirting with her over shoe jackets. 100%. Yeah. He invites her to the party. More dynamite. Yep. Noel is like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're married. <laughs> yeah. Like you are married. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. This just in um okay so we're like, not a problem need... not a problem i invited her for you noel Did, yeah. didn't i make that clear when i said how great she was and the shoe jackets were perfect and then invited her to a party without acknowledging you in any way shape yeah, or I was form like, i don't know that that was for that me was, That's fine. that was for you um noel. yeah mm-hmm. well we need another invitation to this party okay so let's go to theater more class, dynamite class. So Megan and some guy named Rocco. Right. Yeah. Because at this point, I just wrote down guy because yeah. I didn't know his name until much later. Yeah, we don't. But Rocco's, Rocco tracks with this guy. I feel mm-hmm. like that is, in fact, his name. This feels right. So they're in a scene where Megan is totally disinterested until yeah. Rocco pulls her in for the big kiss. Well, I mean, they're doing the iconic... Romeo and Juliet let let lips meet as hands do scene. And if anyone is going to, you know, be less interested in playing Juliet, you know, I don't know. But Megan is definitely not into it. Okay. She's yeah. just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, yeah. And this guy's really into it. And then, you know, that is part of the scene. So he does. He, he pulls her into what what apparently seems like a good kiss because Megan's gonna be left speechless and leaning forward afterward. I love this guy. This moment, right after the kiss, he like comes in. It's this, like, this awesome, yeah. passionate kiss, and then he he goes scene and he gives a peace sign. And yeah, he walks off stage. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> and she's just like standing there, kind of like with weak knees. Like you're just reeling a little bit. Um, yeah. scene peace sign yeah award I mean, i'm gonna give that an award i don't even do give it. a lot of awards i don't do even know it. what award i want to give it it's the rocco scene peace sign <laughs> perfect Guys, go back I and watch it. it it's point what point three seconds of the it's, episode but it's it's gold yeah you're gonna enjoy yeah. it i also I remarked on it it's fantastic i actually like everything about rocco uh he's gonna say something later too. that is my like quote of the episode <laughs> um he's so doesn't care he's and he's no. so like he's he's just what he's just Rocco okay 
He's, he's Rocco. Rocco. And I like Rocco. I mean, God, especially compared to Adam. I mean, two opposite people. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah. Well, so after the scene is done, he comes over. He's like, hey, you got to check out my band tonight. We're playing at 1 a.m. We're playing at 1. He's like, 1 a.m.? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, yeah. you just see in her eyes that she's like, I can finally go out. If these are my people. Um, yeah. She's it's like, damn, I well, can't. You know where you could go? A party. Yeah. We could pre-party at this party. Dynamite stick, dynamite stick. Um, You should come and then we can go see your band. And Javier is standing next to them this whole time. And Javier's just like got question marks all over his face. What are, yeah. what, what are you doing? Yeah. One yeah. giant question mark. You are also married. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's go to another train wreck. So Felicity (laughs) is done. Maybe so many in this episode. Yeah, it's it's rough. Felicity has maybe finished the model. If 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 this model can be finished in a way she is now, Uh, she's bringing it to Adam, who doesn't even can't even see that she's bringing him a model at this moment. He has a plan. Mm hmm. Adam has a plan, and that is she is going to call Dina for him yes. so that Dina will pick up. Well, and see if a guy picks up sure. or if Dina picks up. Yep. And so he's dialing. Yep. And he's just, he's, Felicity's like, no, 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 he's dialing. And uh, just hands the phone to Felicity. <laughs> She's like, Dina? And he's like off to the side. Is it a dude? Is it a dude? Uh yeah which it seems to be a dude but that dude's gonna give the phone over to dina who then is gonna hang up when adam tries to take the phone yeah like dina who's that guy click yeah um this world is just falling apart adam is falling apart and then as the wreckage is coming down around him he sees the model (laughs) yeah it's like dina 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 and then he like looks down at the model and it's like holy what is that it is all wrong all wrong completely wrong so much work to do to fix this dina would have done it so "Ah." much better (laughs) dina used to do the models i know uh so um he's gonna she she wants to help him fix felicity wants to help him fix it he's like can you help me fix it tonight please um and that's the plan so she's gonna help him fix it tonight um i mean look he's gonna say can you work tonight and we know felicity's answer is always yes when asked to do something her answer is always yes i mean yeah no matter how inconvenient I, I'm thinking she probably predicted this. She yeah. she might have cleared her schedule for that night, knowing yeah. that she didn't know what this model was supposed to be about, and she had to do it entirely better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was a pretty good chance that this was not going to be the type of work that Anna was expecting. Um, yeah. But first, let's go to the loft. Yeah. Um, I... So we get the we get this scene. Uh, it starts with Ben walking out of his room and down the hallway towards the living room. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time that we've gotten just a you know a few seconds of really looking down that that hallway. Mm-hmm. And 
it just really shows you how big this loft is. I mean, it is gorgeous. There's a giant hallway with this, you know, floor to ceiling window at the end of it. And I mean, then he walks into the, the kind of living room area and the cameras backing up and it's, I don't know. I, it just struck me again, how gorgeous this loft is. Look at you noticing architecture. I, it struck me. It's so, it's so pretty. Um, well, Ben's, Ben's going to stop. Uh, Ben's dad is going to stop by. He's going to enter the Again. loft. Remember when Edward Porter was stalking Felicity? I sure do. Yeah. Kind of feels oh. like that's happening. I forgot to, I forgot to mention some, now that you said that I'm interrupting our podcast about this to mention something okay. I forgot to mention in the last episode. Remember when there was that really super cool and like, what was your word? Um, animatronic. animatronic. Uh, curator of the museum yes or no gallery um that was eric anderson edward porter's real life wife really yep i rediscovered that uh somebody replied or liked a comment from eons ago on instagram on some on the felicity restoration of project account and i totally forgot about that i remember at the time being like oh i've got to save this one for fish and i didn't but I did now by accident. Um, but that's amazing. Yeah. So I, like I guess that. by proxy, we kind of had a little bit of Edward Porter ish feeling, but yeah, I mean, really. there was definite rejection, which is mostly sure what she gets was. from him and judgment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's priceless. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I see it's what you're one saying. One big family. Dad's popping by. So yeah. um, Ben is, is not going to be around for too long because he's supposed to be going to this big brother thing. You know, he's supposed to yes. meet his his little brother. I don't know what they call him. Um, but his dad is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was just I've been thinking about what you shared, the news, the father thing. Yeah, like maybe maybe now's the time to give advice. Yeah. No, incorrect, incorrect no. read um oh boy this is this is rough so he's like you know i know it's a tough position mm-hmm. aiming for the compliment sandwich right but right. it fails yep. uh but you're making a mistake i think um you might regret this choice mm-hmm. ben's like a hey kid look needs his father yeah yeah uh, yeah Ben's like hey look she decided this not me yeah he's like you know i've I, the, the way he put it, it it really struck me it's like it's decided you know she decided to have a baby I decided not to yeah like it's... that's it and his dad you know he kind of walks into this yeah. because his dad is then gonna say you know I've I've been through this. Like I have personal experience. Unfortunately, his personal experience is with Ben. Yeah. So he kind of knows how that went. Yeah. His he gets dad's real like, mad. no, the, the answer to this is be a father to this kid. Yeah. Ben's like, wait, wait, you're saying yeah. that to me is <laughs> right. what's happening. Nah. No. 
dad, he gets, his dad's he like, gets pissed. Yeah, his dad's like, well, I'm trying to be a dad now. Yeah, he's, I mean, Ben is like, you were the last person on earth I want advice from, you know, on this. You weren't a father. And his dad, you know, he's like, well, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying now. I'm trying to give you some advice now. Ben does not want to hear it from his father. This it's is not a little something- late. Yeah. It's it's not the right time. It's not the right delivery. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is any world in which this message is delivered from his dad and Ben takes it well. Right. But I do think he knows he's right, which is also why he's getting defensive. So he has this huge blow up, right? I mean, it's huge blow up, but like he, he's definitely angry. He's yelling about how he doesn't want to be a father, how his father wasn't a father, all this stuff. And he's on his way to be a father figure to this kid. So we go from him and his dad into a scene where he is walking down the street to go hang out with this kid. And you see this, this little kid. So cute. Sitting alone, so cute, just alone on the streets of New York, sitting on some steps, seems like it's cold outside, yeah. nobody there. And Ben's walking towards him. <laughs> and I have to admit, I I knew this was gonna happen, right? We all knew this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben's just like, nope, can't do it. Turns around, walks away. But it was pretty darn funny. I was like, there's this really cute kid sitting there alone and Ben, nope. Yeah, they totally lock eyes. Like there is a definite moment where they both know they're supposed to be meeting each other, and Ben just turns around and stands them up. They, when they cast this kid, they were like, "We need the cutest kid. We need the cutest, most adorable child." (laughs) Where can we find not cute enough? Not cute. You're right. Big chubby cheeks. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. And then, and in big innocent eye, someone who's gonna look just you know it's just gonna look so sad when they're left alone on the street of new york yes it needs to hit you hard in two seconds and it <laughs> did uh oh Except my goodness some of us just started laughing because it was just too ridiculous wow it was like i mean i i get it but it's so sad it's funny okay like, I, I you know you. when people get hit by buses i also like think that. that's funny okay yeah it's like a Todd Mulcahy moment. It's like that. You know, okay. abandoning a child on the street of New York. Hey, it's just funny. Did you laugh at this moment or no? Like, I, I just, it's fine. No, don't answer. It's fine. Okay, I'm dating you. Um, okay, let's go back to another office. It's the same office with Noel and Zoe. That's the one. Uh, no, see, here's the thing about Zoe and Noel. She, she gets weird, right? And yeah. like, like the, she comes off, it's a little clunky for her as a character in these early days, especially. It's all going to be part of the weirdness. But what I like about her is what we see about Noel. Because I okay. feel like he's approaching this very differently. He is not desperate man. He is not, I'm eating your face like a hamburger man. Yeah. He's like, I've got boundaries. I don't want drama. Don't yep. pull me into nonsense. This is not the Noel. <laughs> we have never had cause to see this Noel with Felicity. 
Yeah, he can't think when Felicity's around. But he, he's not rational. It's it's like I want him to have a healthy relationship, and the only way he can get there with anybody is by him like just cutting the nonsense. And and the thing that I mean, I maybe I kind of get this scene now because I really didn't like the scene, mm-hmm. but it does show Noel like in order for Noel to cut through the nonsense, somebody has to create nonsense. Yeah. So, okay, fine. Um, so Noel is going to walk into the office and apparently it's the next day mm-hmm. and he's going to say, can I talk to you? Yeah. And we know what that means. Sure. Um, he basically is like, so what's up with, with yesterday's meeting? Huh? Like what, what the hell was that? Like, was trying to be professional. He's like, but you missed professional. It was more insulting. Yeah, I didn't like your ideas. And and then she just goes, well, even with, you know, I was being professional, she's 100% gaslighting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, hard. Yeah. Because she goes from, I was being professional. I didn't like your ideas to, I know it's hard to work below me you know no and in response to these things so he says i don't like your ideas he's like you haven't heard them yep and he's not saying it to fight he's saying it to say stop this yeah um and she's like i know it's hard for you to work below me he's like zoe you wouldn't have this account if it weren't for me yeah and he, um, he is he's very firm and he's like he doesn't you know he he doesn't you're right he doesn't fight he doesn't get defensive he doesn't get desperate he's just like look at our ideas they're good end of sentence like leaves the room Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 it's why like it i i wasn't sure what you'd be thinking about zoe at this point because zoe we will look back and be like she's a she's a hot mess right now actually in her world um and she is doing a lot of like you know, beginning of a relationship is a dramatic time. It's like, what, what are we on the same page? We're not on the same. I don't know. I don't know. We're on the same page. There's risk. There's a lot going on. It's they're in the office. They're not in the office. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. Zoe is potentially pulling him into nonsense. And I just love that this is the first time I've ever seen Noel be like, I deserve better yeah okay and like and he's not being mean to her about that he's just like you said the word firm i think is excellent i'm so it's the most and i don't even want to use the word mature because i think maturity doesn't look like the same thing in all cases but he just enough's enough like he deserves better than games and nonsense and confusion and drama he wants better than that and And not even just in his personal life also in his professional life yeah i mean this is also his workplace i think he is being professional and rational and you know even knowing what i do about zoe right Mm -hmm. you know spoiler alert wait for it you know suffering from depression or whatever else she has going on in her world it's not an excuse for gaslighting him. Mm-mm. 
And it's not an excuse for, you know, I, I could see the overcompensating for cutting down his ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I think the actual reason she does it is even less excusable. Um, so there, like, there may be a reason for it, but there's no excuse. Like, it doesn't, I, Noel is, I think, completely in the right to say, mm -hmm. no, like this, this is not reality. Here's what reality is. And by the end of this scene, like, Zoe can't even really meet his gaze. She's like, she couldn't uh, meet his gaze at the beginning of the scene. Yeah. She's like looking down the whole time. Yeah. I, um, you know, him having little moments like this with Zoe, and it's not the only time we're going to see him have moments like this with Zoe. Uh, he's pulling her to a healthier relationship. He's like, I'm not having this dynamic. Yeah. Here's where I am. And you can either be here with me or not be here. Yep. And we're going to see in this episode that she's like, I think where you are is a better place. <laughs> like, she's correct yeah I, I see your point and this is again it's not the only time he's gonna have to do this but it's like very active choices that he and she are making to be i don't know to have a healthier relationship than noel has ever seen in his life <laughs> like this is not this it's is interesting you know how he is with different women you mm -hmm. know it's like he's a hot mess with Felicity and Tyra Banks and then Ruby I thought they were a good match but you know it, I don't know I feel like they would have been a good match out of state with Felicity not being in the picture mm -hmm. um he was still too wrapped up in that and so I feel like now he's kind of gotten over Felicity mm -hmm. and he can move on, but he's picked up another hot mess of a woman. Mm. And now he has to be the like rational one. Yeah. And so he's kind of stepping into that role. Um, but he's not, but what I, I guess what I like about it is that yes, although that's true, but he's not approaching Zoe like a project that he has to work on either like that. Cause that could be a thing. Mm -hmm. It seems yeah. more to me like he's just saying, I'm interested. I like you. I want to be professional at work and I want to like you outside of work. And um, if that's a thing we can do, great. And if it's not, that's fine. Like I, I, don't, I don't think I've gotten the impression that Noel has ever treated a woman like a project. I think no, he, I don't either, but I think he could go in that direction. Right. I think it's, it's not okay. like he's saying, Oh, she's a woman who's, you know, when I say he's in a healthy place and kind of bring her to that place, it's not like that's his duty. It's like, no, I'm standing over here and you either join me or you don't. And, yeah. um, and I think it, it kind of goes to his self-esteem issues, right? Mm. He, it, this is in the professional space. He feels more in control when it is professional. Mm. because he has more faith in I think his like work with design than he does in his personal life yeah. and so it's a little bit like you know home court advantage 
plus you know when he when he kind of said bye to felicity um i think he gains himself respect there Mm -hmm. you know um it feels like he's not as insecure and so he doesn't have to be all weird um and he doesn't have to beg zoe he doesn't have to he doesn't have to play games with zoe he doesn't have to uh, he doesn't have to be hungry for zoe he could just be and um if zoe wants to be with him you're welcome to do that zoe you know it's it's uh yeah it's not a great love as in like the story but great loves but it's definitely a healthier place agreed it's a different knoll. I mean, I, I like seeing this knoll. I like seeing the evolution of how he got to here. I, I he is a far cry now from where he was with Tyra Banks. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? Like light years, light years difference. I mean, it's just wild to me. And and obviously with like basically everybody else, I mean, Felicity. That relationship with Felicity is just pain all over the place. It is. It's a lot of toxicity there. Yeah. So yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Adam and Felicity. That's where we want to be at 4 a.m. Yeah, they're fin- finishing a model. Yep, redoing the whole model. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a good distraction for both of them. Yeah, and he's like, well, why is it a distraction for you? She's like, well, you know what? Life is just intense right now. That's it. Don't uh, talk about it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be complimentary. Yeah. It's like, you're you're really good at this. You know, maybe this is what you're looking for maybe you want to be an architect like he's being supportive um and then it gets a little weird Eh. he you know similarly to noel having no idea that jessica was flirting with him it seems that felicity is unable to decipher um when someone is asking her out on a date because he's like i would like to take you to dinner say thanks that's a date slash be on the rebound yeah right from tina (laughs) yeah um oh my god and instead of felicity saying you know i have a boyfriend um but you know as friends why don't you come to this party she skips that first line Mm -hmm. and by skipping that first line just like more dynamite into the barrel yeah she's just like hey party yeah like i can't do dinner but let me actually ask you out on a date without knowing it yeah come to the party oops he he's into it he agrees like and by the way whatever is wrong will be fine no it will not adam uh how do you know man um hey let's go to the party fish should we go to the party I mean, I don't think we have any other choice. Uh, we pretty much have to. That's where we are in our notes. Yep. Um, okie doke. So Trevor and Ben. Yeah. They're, they're comparing in. notes about how their meetings went with the big brother kids that they met. Trevor's like, mine yes. was awesome. And Ben's like, so well, is mine. But yeah. he's totally lying. It's more like Trevor's kind of poking at Ben. He's like, did you meet your kid? Yeah. And Ben like sidesteps the issue. And, you know, Trevor's saying, my kid was so great. Like, how was yours? Mm -hmm. It's like, fun? Yeah. Um, Hey, guess what? We're going to have an Elena sighting in this episode. I know. I was like, oh, my God. Elena comes in. Let's dance. (laughs) 
and she brings a phone. Uh huh. And I wrote down and underlined, "That's it. That's it." Seriously, they you officially... want to dance? You have a phone call? What? The yeah. Action. This yep. this is more insulting than her just not being in the episode. Right. Yeah. Not okay. Not like I'm going to give this a negative award. This is like what is the opposite of an award? I'm I'm giving it a demerit. Wow. Demeriting this episode for their use of Elena in bringing a phone and asking Trevor to dance. Like which one of these people is the bigger character? Elena. Mm. Not okay. Demerit. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's part of my beef with the whole Trevor thing. Cause it's, it's just weird. It's all just weird. She's not yeah. a side piece to Trevor. And it was weird because she was <laughs> like, let's dance. And then Trevor is like, ha ha. And like throws her onto a bed or something in the same room. It was like weird. So yeah. What are you doing? Writers, get, get it straight. You have an asset here. You have Tangie. Okay. Just deal with it. All right. <laughs> merit. Give her something. Um, but also at this party, we've got Noel and Sean. Sean is totally preoccupied about whether Clancy is going to show. For Noel, right? But but also, does Sean look nice? Yeah. Does Sean look nice? And I was like, what are you doing? I know. Dude, you're married. Yeah. Rational, sensible Noel is not having any of this. Um, no. But then Except, Zoe's going to enter. Yeah. Then he's like, she's here. Yeah. And uh, that's a little bit of a, a fake out because as the camera pans, we see it's Zoe and not Clancy. Mm-hmm. Um, although were Clancy's, were Clancy's hair straight, they probably all three could be confused for one another. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so, uh, you know, he's surprised that she showed up. Mm-hmm. I would be too. Yeah, but Noel's going to go over to her, but we won't see that just yet. Mm-hmm. We are going to see... An unfortunate scene. Uh, this is unfortunate. So Ben and Felicity. Um, ben has a, got a call. He has to go to find his dad because his dad called him because he was going to drink. And Felicity has the ugly braid. The ugly braid is back, and that's what I would like us to focus on in this scene so we oh. don't have to focus on the other part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um well now we're going to go to Megan with Rocco. Rocco <laughs> that is beloved by both Bee and Fish. Yeah. Um that because so great. Because everything they gave us from Rocco is pure gold, including this scene, which he's like I love this whole scene. Yeah. Um it's I... between Megan, Rocco, Sean, and Clancy. And Megan and Sean are just walking back and forth across this crowded party in between the two other people and like having conversations with each other Mm -hmm. the whole time. They're just moving and it's, it's really well shot and I, and hilarious. That's excellent. And I appreciate, and I applaud your, and your analysis, your breakdown of what we're seeing in this scene, what I was thinking was, so Rocco's in advance. So could Rocco be 
like an alternate to Caribbean rhomboid in a pinch when needed. But then in this scene, no. Rocco's like, no, 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 no. an opener. He could be the spoken word opener. Yeah, that's the thing. His band is so he's so <laughs> what I enjoy here. Like yeah. it's like, so what instrument do you play? He's like, I'm not really into instruments. Yeah. And I was like, what happens in your <laughs> You're in. Caribbean Rollboid needs you. But then he says it's a spoken word band. Okay. All right. Yeah. Some I get people it. I might not call that a band. They'd I might not call, call it a call band, that. but hey, you know what? You know, who does? Rollboid, whatever. Hey. Rocco can do no wrong. So done. By the way, the music in the background of this scene, because Fish and I were both watching the same um, DVD episode, the music in the background of the scene, like the salsa music. Yeah, it's Latin music. And you're right. It's odd. It's weird. So this, it is the same music that they used uh, earlier this season when Richard was dancing with Tammy and Gabby. When I had the weird other music and you were like, it's brought to you by Latin music. Yeah. I, I was kind of wondering about that because I was watching this and I was like, you're, I'm hearing Latin music. Maybe this is what you were talking about. Yeah. When, when you, you hear that saying it's weird. That's. Yeah. It's weird. It's not, it does not seem to go with the party. Well, that is happening. Unless you're salsa dancing at that party. But um, I don't, I feel like, or like Mambo, this, this is like a large house based party. So true. The well, Latin let's talk about that, Shelly. How do they know all these people? How, they don't. even, even if you have like a, we're going to put flyers up around campus, how, do, <laughs> like, if they told, if each of them told one person they knew, some of them would struggle. Yeah. Yep. So, how did it get this big? I don't know. Look, they know. had all those people at the New Year's party, right? Yes. So, like, I assume all those people wanted to come back because sure. that was such a great party. Yeah. Uh, and then they all bring a friend. Yeah. And then you can fill the loft. I mean, they've also had things like... They had the Halloween party, too. I mean, yeah, they had the Halloween out. parties over the years. We've got all of Julie's friends that were like just left hanging and all of Molly's friends that were left hanging and name one of each of their friends. Avery and James were both brought in by Molly. That was one of my big issues. Neither of whom can show up at this house anymore. So, but I'm just saying, you know, the people they brought this, this is what we know. Yeah. They bring bad people to parties yeah now clearly at least two people clancy was invited by sean and um i mean i think this whole episode is shows us how they get people to their parties they just find the most awkward moments of their life and then invite whoever (laughs) is near them at that time to the party that has to be how it's done because they literally don't know other humans why wasn't owen at this party he is the actual only friend (laughs) I feel like <laughs> Owen probably happens. was at the party. He was I there. I guess so. I believe he was there. Oh my goodness. But Elena doesn't have any other people? Oh, I think they're there. I think Elena has people. Okay. I mean, I think Tara and Tara are probably both there. I guess so. They've probably made up by now. Probably. That's two more. Mm. Well, 
So Megan's having this chat with Rocco. We learned I mean, about she's the spoken flirty. Word Come on. She's flirting with Rocco. Sure I mean, is. Who wouldn't? Sean Isis shows up and he's like, hey, I'm Megan's husband. Mm-hmm. Rocco's like, um, what's right. happening? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, uh, all right. And then and Clancy then, comes in. Yeah, he turns his head and he sees Clancy. Mm-hmm. Who says and hi so to Sean? Gonna go off and see Clancy. Yep. And Rocco uh, yeah. reveals that he's into the whole open marriage thing, but Megan is now eyeballing Sean and Clancy. She goes over and introduces herself as Sean's wife to Clancy. Yep. yep. She's like, hey, Sean's my husband. Now I'm gonna go flirt with that guy. Mm-hmm. So the two kind of separate. Clancy, I, I enjoyed this moment for her. She was like, wait, what? Yeah. And Sean's like, no, she's just a little crazy. We're like, he completely says he's not married to Megan. Yeah. He's got to be wearing a ring, right? I mean, can she not see? Yeah. yeah. Well, now Sean and Megan are just going to ignore these other people and mm-hmm. have a full on fight where they just Walking keep saying newsflash. Yeah. Yeah. Newsflash. Rocco's cool and he likes to hang out. Newsflash. Clancy likes shoe jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. With the Latin music going on, it's this big confrontation that I actually think is really important in relationships. And while they're doing it in a funny way, the point is they're telling each other, hey, you know, the, these have been long-standing issues in our relationship, and I have found someone else who is giving me what I need. Uh-huh. In the one case, support. You know, Sean needs support. And in the other case, excitement. Megan uh-huh. needs excitement. Sure. So it's, you know, they're going to other people for this because they haven't been able to satisfy each other's needs. They have been very clear with each other about what their needs are. Yeah. So step one has been accomplished. Yeah. Now they will need to move beyond that to actually meeting each other's needs. Sure, as sure, sure. But for the moment, they're going to just separate again, go back to their respective people who are like, what are we doing at yeah. this party? Well, Rocco who is... Are these people? Rocco's open to whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's fine. Is Rocco's cool. cool. Yeah. Clancy doesn't think they're actually married. She thinks Megan's nuts. Yeah. So there's no reason for either of them to leave. Fair. Yeah. Well, okay. So now Adam's going to enter the party. He's yeah, going to find hell, Felicity, Adam? who is standing alone, eating food all throughout the party, or not eating food. She's not chewing. Eating. She's chewing food that's <laughs> not chewing air. She's chewing air, and apparently. She's chewing air as a damsel does in distress. I yeah. found nothing about Felicity that looked like she was not okay. But yeah. Adam is going to go up very concerned about her. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. It's like, I've got all my limbs. I mean, what yeah. What are you asking about? Like, I know the braid's a bad choice, but uh, whatever. I mean, that might be it. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I submitted our model, but the other entries were really good. Oh, I don't know. He says, we have no chance. Yeah. And she, you know, Felicity's like, well, I'm fine. My braid's fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we do. He's going to say, let's get a drink. Yeah. 
Because that's that's a good idea. I mean, not only has Ben left and you never clarified that you have a boyfriend, um, you're being comforted and being supportive of this guy. And now you're you're at a party together that you invited him to and you're going to start drinking together. This is a recipe for nothing but just wonderful memories. Yeah, right. so true. Well, okay. Zoe and Noel, we're going to get a scene with them outside the party in the hallway. Yes. And she's like, yeah, your catalog ideas were good. Mm-hmm. A sentence no one has ever said ever. Well, she said it. Yeah. I just did. I mean, I'm just saying, you're like, you're a digital guy in the early aughts, like, Really, a mail order catalog? Sure. All right. Around this, <laughs> circa this time, Fish was the one who told me about the original model for Netflix, which was you mail, you get, you order DVDs, which get mailed to you, and then you put them in the mail back. And that was Netflix. Yeah. Well, Netflix only recently stopped doing that. Really? Yeah, like maybe like this year. Right. See, so market for this. (laughs) I mean, uh, until 2023, that was part of their model. They have recently stopped, but very recently. Yeah. So, you know, hey, longevity. Yeah. Well, Zoe's mid apology here, right? So she's like, I'm sorry. I, you're right. I wasn't professional. It's just that you came in, you sat across the room from me next to Jessica. And I was like, Jessica who? Yeah. I I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. I'm like, are we in middle school? Yeah. Go with the overcompensating thing. That's an actual thing. Yeah. Really? She's jealous because Noel sat next to Jessica mm-hmm. in a professional meeting instead of walking up and sitting next to you at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And no. Noel approaches it in that very way. He's, he's like, yeah. Jessica, who? And then he's like, so this is all about me sitting next <laughs> to Jessica. Yeah. It's yeah. such like a polite but cut the crap phrase to say you know it was just like stop it (laughs) (laughs) and she does yeah you know she's like okay i don't know look i like you and i was like well if i'm being honest i was nervous to be near you she's like why Why? (laughs) all right so then they kiss yeah i i almost feel like he was throwing her a bone Mm-hmm. With this nervous to be near you. I mean, it almost was like a line that worked. Yeah. Um, does this happen? Did he learn something? Um, I mean, I feel like maybe he and Tracy are still hanging out. Uh, look, we have seen Noel not have boobs before. We've seen him get a straw from a waitress instead of asking her for her number. Mm-hmm. We have seen him get rebuffed by Bridget, mm-hmm. where she he's like, hey, where's the keg? She's like, literally... Yeah. right next to you <laughs> it's here and it's never gonna happen 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Zoe's into this, he's into this, uh, yeah. but he's just like, I'm not with this crap. Like, stop it. Um, it is the most gain he's ever had, and he he's the most self-assured he's ever been. And in part... I mean, I he know. had game it's... with Natalie, but it was just oh that was weird though that was weird yeah yeah that was him and his like i had a nervous breakdown alternate persona i don't think that counts um but the thing that i find i don't i don't don't know what the show is trying to say with noel but it's like he can only be confident around weak or broken women Mm mm-hmm and it it's it's really like in general it's really not healthy mm-hmm. i do kind of wonder if zoe wasn't didn't have these issues mm-hmm. would he be like this or would he be desperate Noel again um i i see zoe a little bit differently she's got these things but she is capable of she is capable of finding herself in a healthier space. Um, but that's not what we're, we're we've going, seen so far. Yeah, we're going, he's going to be teasing out of her these like, she's going to have over how, I don't know however many episodes, but she's going to be having like these, uh, what's the word that I want? Not sensitivities or vulnerabilities, but like these things that are, she's, bothered about about her capability of being in a relationship um she's got anxieties uh, reservations um i'm not finding the word that i want but maybe we'll land on it eventually she's got these like hang-ups about like she's things she's worried about and um she's very protective of herself very protective of herself you don't see that right now what you see is these weird little game things she's playing um but she, but every time Noel comes back to her, I mean, I'm, this is their dynamic that I'm spoiling, but like every time Noel comes back to her and is like, I am not doing that. And she's like, neither am I. And she rises to the occasion. And um, it won't be forever that it's like that, but she's like, she has to get through this crap first. Um, I just wonder like looking at it from his perspective though if she was a strong confident woman who you know her dad runs the business she's capable in meetings she is like you know power suited up like looks great you know all the all the you know great stuff right Mm -hmm. does noel just fall apart and i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. The way that they were initially, I mean, they met and then they started, like the first things that he knows about her is she hangs out alone in this office, drinking, like having pizza, like she, she had, there's something there that, you know, Mm -hmm. doesn't threaten him, I guess. She doesn't have it together. Um, uh, like in some aspects of her life and then another aspect she's like running meetings in the office and you know wielding well, not a very well certain yeah. amount of power and like, well yeah but then she's in pitch meetings and she's you know like she's also um you know 
status wise, she's at his level professionally or above. And then like I would say above personally, like, I would say above too. Personally, not it's weird seeing that. What he's but seeing he knows is the exists. middle school version of her where she's jealous of Jessica and she's hanging yeah. out alone in, you know, he's he's seeing this version of her. And to me, that's giving him confidence, which I think is completely mm. in line with who Noel is. Interesting. And just part of the whole Noel character that I have come to really dislike. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what you think as this evolves because of that tension of like him also saying he doesn't want that. Because every time he sees her behave in this way, he's like, stop it. I'm happy to not be in this relationship if this is going to be how it is. And then she's just like, all right, not doing that. You know, we see her do it here. So I think it's like he's attracted to it and also um, making it stop like as much as he can. So it's like. He likes to be that person who makes it stop. You know, yeah. he likes to be the person to, it almost is like he's fixing her. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe she is a project. Hmm. Interesting. Listeners, we need your feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what you think about Zoe uh, slash Noel. I, I, I think, I think for me, the interesting thing about Zoe is how Noel is, but. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're both interesting, but I, I I'm interested to see more because mm-hmm. I, I would like to see how this evolves because the way it is right now is continuing to feed this narrative around Noel that is very negative towards women. Interesting. Well, I I guess I'm, I feel validated in being excited about Zoe's character because I think there's a lot to talk about with her. Um, so we'll see, we'll just see where she goes. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get Felicity and Adam. Yeah. Uh, they're still at the party. Adam's upset. Do you take a call back? In a room alone. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Adam's trying on not to call her, but whew, boy, is it hard. And yeah. um, it's like, how's your stuff? Lucy's like, not really better. Nope. And then he's just like, you're great. Yeah. And he tries to kiss her. And she does what really every character in every movie or TV show that. <laughs> She doesn't want to be kissed could and should do is not let themselves be kissed which is pull right. away yeah. um she this does your point before that yeah this is possible yeah this is totally it's weird but possible and the great news is that you don't get kissed um <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be kissed you often can avoid being kissed um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just take a step back. Um, or in her case, lean backwards. Yeah, she, and, and she's like, whoa. <laughs> right. I mean, she, her hands are up. She she absolutely <laughs> did not expect this. Yeah. Which is just, uh, I mean, yeah. felicity. Come on. But she really Open didn't. Drives. And like, she she's like, hey, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I should go. She's like, yeah, you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, oh, oh, so many crossed lines that were... I don't know. And I just, I, the only thing that I like about Adam is him leaving this room yeah. and the way that he leaves this room because he, he walks to the door and then he turns around and he's like, how can I make this more awkward? Uh-huh. He's like, thanks for inviting me. It was a really 
great part by (laughs) (laughs) just like collapses back onto the bed like oh my god yeah um (sighs) adam it's time to leave oh my god yeah yeah it is adam get good so i seriously doubt you want to talk about this next scene but here we are so ben then has a scene here with his dad yeah Ben Ben actually shows up kind of hot already. Um, although he they just came from having an argument. Um, so I guess that would explain that. But he's like, look, I'm not your well, sponsor. He's also, I mean, he's been in Al-Anon, but you know, I feel like I feel like he already knows what's coming. Yeah. You know, the fact that his dad is like, you need to come here, I'm gonna drink feels like Ben knows this is a manipulation. He already knows when he gets in the car, but just in case it's not, he's going to show up and he's probably doing it for his mom. Mm -hmm. And I just can imagine so many things going on with Ben here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he opens with, I'm not your sponsor. And his dad's like, it's heartbreaking to see your child make mistakes. Yeah. He's blaming Ben for, you know, his almost drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, not ideal. No. Ben is like, okay, that's what I thought. This is manipulative. Yeah. All right. And his dad's like, I'm sorry. He's like, no, your apology means absolutely nothing. Go drink if you want, but I won't forgive you. Yeah. He's just like. This is, um, this is your choice. Yeah. And I mean, his dad says, I don't want to drink. That's why I called you. Yeah. And I mean, all right, fine. It might be part of the reason. It might be why you made a call, but why you called Ben in particular, um, I mean, in all fairness, you know, his dad lives in California. His sponsor is not here in New York. Um, But he, I mean, he's been out of the hospital. Uh, He should have been attending local AA meetings and like had a list of people to call. So, you know, all right, Ben is going to, he's going to, he's, He's going to kind of accept this and kind of physically like grab his dad's coat and like pull him over and put him in a cab. But not before his dad can say, no, you got to do the right thing here. You're too good of a person to make the decision you're making. Yeah. He's like, you won't be able to live with yourself. Like as he's getting put into the cab. He says you're too good a person, which in all fairness is probably the only true thing, like hundred percent true thing that, you know, he said ever maybe. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's complicated because on the one hand, manipulation, right? On the other hand, doesn't seem like his dad's wrong. 
Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what do you do in that case? I mean, you certainly don't do this, but like, how, how do you react? Do you just stay silent? Yeah. And hope that somebody else says it or that Ben comes around to it in his own time. I mean, Felicity's dealing with it like that uh, up until now. Um, I, I think that if something. his dad felt like he needed to say something, the better way to deliver this might have been opening with the obvious argument, well, such as, look, I know I have absolutely no right to be giving fatherhood advice. I know that I have wronged you in many ways and that you are probably not inclined to listen to me at all by saying anything like this. I just want to voice this. I don't think you will be able to live with this. Like, I think you need to open with all of the arguments that can be made against you to make it clear, you know, that this isn't like ridiculous coming out of your own mouth, you know, like, and then maybe then you can start to cut through the defensiveness I don't, I still think Ben would just be like, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't think you should be saying anything like. Yeah, he might, he might, but I think it's still a softer way to do it because what the way he chose to open it when he did have these initial thoughts in the prior conversation, the way he opened it started to do that, but did not go all the way. And he was like, you know, yeah, you're right. It's tricky. It's hard. It's Mm -hmm. very complicated. Okay. Yeah. But that's all about Ben. That's all about Ben's situation. And I think Ben will immediately discredit anything that comes out of his mouth, not because of that, but because his dad is his dad and his behavior in the past. And so I think the only way, the only way to soften this that can possibly be productive here, I think for his dad was to be upfront about that stuff first and say, I know I have absolutely no credibility to say this to you. And yeah. I'm just making an observation. And then you kind of have to leave it alone. Yeah, is anything else you yeah. do after that, like this, or like if he had gone to Felicity or gone to his mother or whatever, then he's just um, not corrupting. He's he's like tainting their opinions Yeah, with like his manipulation. So it's like, it's hard to do, but this is this is this the situation you know yeah this is the relationship you have right now yeah this is what you've earned so you know on one hand yes on the other hand you do have a disease so it's just i don't know it's it's hard um again does not excuse things like being physically abusive and throwing stuff at your wife Mm -hmm. um yeah So Ben's going to go home to Felicity, who is asleep. He's wake, you know, well, she's in bed. He's waking her up. Again, door is not locked. And maybe Ben has a key. I mean, I'm just going to feel better if I just think he has a key. Sure. Yeah. Well, Felicity is going to say, how was your dad? Ben's like, okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just going to be like, um, so, right. What are you thinking about the pregnancy again? Like, <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, it's like, oh, man. answer the question. Yeah. He's like, I feel he's like, I feel like you've been avoiding me. She says, well, yeah, I, I have been. I've been avoiding you. I don't really know what to say. And Ben's like, tell me, no, tell me something. Just, tell me anything. I want in your head. Yeah. Felicity says, well, you're saying it won't change anything. You keep saying that. I'm trying to believe it, 
that I know, I know you, I know how you are, this choice you've made. I don't know if you can live with it. And he has to say, yeah, my dad said the same thing, you know, he's hearing it out of two people's mouths in almost exactly the same words. Yeah. And I think he's thinking it himself. Yeah. And we have to remember at the beginning of this episode, he'd only found out a week prior. Yeah. We have no idea how much time has passed. It could be an hour. It could be six months. We don't know. But he's, he's, we're watching him come to grips with what's happening and his emotions around it and his thoughts around it. Um, so it's, I think, perfectly legitimate for him to be, you know, changing his mind or, you know, vacillating back and forth a bit or trying to figure it out. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to the loft. Yeah. Megan is coming home clearly late coming up the stairs, taking her coat off, putting it on the, you know, uh, weird outer closet pole thing. Mm -hmm. Sean doesn't have closets up there. Just put some, put some closets in like a dorm room. Yeah. Um, but it's tense. It is. He's sitting on the edge of the bed. Um, you know, it's this whole, like, did you get lucky? Did you get lucky sort of thing? Um, and Megan just is kind of not engaging with that after a quick exchange. She said, like, you know what? I just want to go out sometimes. Yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is what they said at the beginning of the episode. They're just each expressing what they need. She's like, mm-hmm. I need to go out. And he's like, I need you to support me. Like this, this is not new news. Like, can you just like one idea? Yeah. <laughs> And they sit with that for a second. And then Megan, you know, they're both kind of lying down and Megan gets flirty. And she's like, you know, my shoes tonight were so uncomfortable. Do you have anything for that? <laughs> Sean's like, okay, well, I have shoe covers. Help <laughs> <laughs> my ball. He's ready to make up. Yeah. It's like, Sounds like exactly what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, why don't we go out? I think he said like Monday or something. Tomorrow or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, I mean, look, uh, note from an optimist. Oh, okay. Cute makeups, you know, uh-huh. like making up in a cute way. I mean, that's sweet. This is sweet stuff. They, they kind of got through the problem by, by just loving the problem. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they're going to use the problem to catapult themselves to a new place at the end of this particular conversation. I don't know. I think they know each other very well. They know what buttons to push and they know how to unpush them. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's cute. What can I say? Yeah, I mean... They do. They apologize to each other and they they are a little flirty about it. I mean, we know this is their kink. They like to fight and then they like to make up. And this is the first time we get to actually see them make up. And they know each other 
they know each other so well that it's like part of the process, you know, it's just, it's just, this is, and they, they, it's like fairly easy for them to resolve this once they've decided to. Um, yeah. And they do really love each other. I mean, the thing is as apparently manly and just open-minded and spoken wordy as Rocco is, he's not at all a temptation for Megan. Um, and same with, uh, what was the barista's name? Clancy. Clancy. Yeah, same with Clancy. She can be as supportive as she wants about shoe jackets. Mm-hmm. Sean is not going to be tempted away from this. Um, no. They do love each other. And the thing is, as much as I think, yes, it's nice that they make up, I don't feel like this is actually going to resolve their issue. Like, I feel like they're going to continue to have this fight for the rest of their marriage. Probably, probably. I mean, yeah. look, as for Rocco, are we going to see Rocco again? No. Scene. Peace. But <laughs> he got Rocco. an award, you know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to make such an impression. There have only been a few characters. We can name them. Al, Pam, you know, one one episode maybe two yeah. and then they just stay with you forever so i'm unreasonably I mean, delighted by rocco i yeah. i feel like last season when we did our see like season recap it was the season of women for me when i talked about favorite yes. characters but if hodges and rocco don't get named i don't know what i'm thinking <laughs> all right for me i just spoiler i i just what am I, what leg do i have to stand on if i don't put hodges and rocco on it i don't know um, I have to, I better star him in my notes. Yeah. God forbid. If you forget, I mean, star. our listeners, we know how knowledgeable and detail oriented our listeners can be. Oh. So we will more be so than us. Much more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we Same. are going to go. Um, yeah. Felicity is um, at a restaurant. Epstein Bar? I assume. Maybe. Yeah. And next to Noel's line here, I just put, OMG. <sighs> Noel's going to lean in, even though Felicity looks absolutely <laughs> fine, has not expressed any issues. He's already fixed her job issue. All right. Well. He's going to lean in again and be. Just like, are you doing all right? Well, I think like, yes for the millionth time. I think that was a premature complaint because he's already heard about Adam, <sighs> so he knows like, not everything is all right. He knows it was weird a minute ago. Um, I mean, sure, but the way he says it is like, has the earth fallen down around you? Not did you just stupidly rebuff some guy? Yeah, I mean, and he kind of gets it with Adam. Like, who couldn't, who wouldn't do? Yeah, come on. I mean, obviously. It's Felicity. Like, uh-huh, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's awkward. And then she's like, do you want to sit down? He's like, oh, Zoe enters. Zoe yeah. interrupts us. And she meets Felicity, which honestly feels seismic to me. Really? It's like this quiet, like, 
I don't know. He's just like introducing Zoe to Felicity and it's just like, a, I don't know, passing of the baton without Felicity passing a baton. I don't know. It's just this strange, strange thing of like, no, here's the person I'm with. And it doesn't feel like it even, it's not about her. You know, it's not about like showing her anything or like when he got together with Ruby, it was, he's pretty pissed off at Felicity still. Yeah. And like, it was, it was kind of about sticking it to Felicity, but it was also about Ruby. And this is just like, no, this is, this is who I'm with. I'm with this person. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, as Felicity has been this whole time, she doesn't care. <laughs> She's like, well, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, she doesn't care. Although she is going to look at Zoe and Noel chatting. Yeah, but I don't, see, uh, that. I don't see a jealousy in that. Okay. Um, they're playing this really sad song with the lyrics, Lucky and Love, which I was... I was like, this is a weird song to be playing right now. But all right. Um, sure. Uh, I don't know. I would be interested to see more scenes with these three characters together because I'm interested in seeing which Noel like, comes out, right? I don't know if we're going to get a lot more scenes. You mean Felicity, Zoe, and Noel? Yeah. It's like, is it crazy Noel? Is it like i don't know i don't think we get a lot more scenes with three of them Uh, that's too bad um we'll we'll, we'll have to see how that goes i don't yeah most of the stuff that i remember with zoe is like sean and office stuff Um, yeah i do like that there's a new set Mm -hmm. but we're getting to see more places so i enjoyed that office spaces um all right so we are going to have one more scene with Ben's dad. And I think it's worth noting as we head into this scene that this is the final scene with John Ritter on this show. Really? Because I don't think I looked at IMDb and this is the last episode he's credited in. So So he um, like doesn't die ever. He's j- no. he just gets the liver and he's fine. Sure. What yep. the Are you trying to tell me you see a problem with the storyline in season four? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Because it's mostly not me this time. Okay. I mean, I have had, I have pound for pound. I have, you have a lot of catching up to do with how much I've complained about season four. Um, I don't know why it's all hitting me this episode. It's a lot that's hitting you this episode. And I'm like, this just in season four is a mess. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fine um okay so ben's dad stops by the loft healthy as can be (laughs) um ben has invited him over he did he hasn't just like popped in again and did invite him yeah so his dad's gonna take the moment he's going to apologize but ben's like you know what i think he might be right yeah and um i mean apparently his dad is gonna say i'll help you in any way i can and then never show up again so that's on brand um yeah his he's he doesn't know where to start you're right dad's like i'll help um it's a really sweet and the end (laughs) 
Um, unless there was something IMDb didn't credit him for, but I'm not remembering anything past this. So I don't know. You guys, listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Or we'll this get there. This is really quick. not how I thought this plot was going to end. Nope. Um, hey, you know, season four. Oh, yeah. Um, taking reasonably good storylines that they've opened up and ignoring those for the sake of soapier plots. So that's how we do it. Um, but we are going to tie up this this loose end of the big brother, which, by the way, are we ever going to see this again? Don't think so. Um, <laughs> if you were wondering, if you're, if you're keeping track of the things that we've met that we will never meet again, it's basically every new character. <laughs> oh, Adam's gone too? Never see Adam, never see Adam again. Never see Adam again. Yeah. And now we're never uh, going to see Oscar again. True. Yeah. Um, so, cutest kid on the uh, street this so time cute. at least i assume his mother or some That's relative mother, yeah. or somebody is staying with him because last time he was abandoned alone on the streets of new york so Not this great. time there's a person yeah, yeah i think they say it's his mom so ben is going to show up he's going to meet oscar um i mean mom. same walk down the same street, same eye contact, mm-hmm. but this time doesn't abandon child. Yeah, Very that's good. a good step forward. Um, and so the mom meets him and she goes away and Ben sits down next to Oscar. He's like, okay, well, I brought supplies. Just see what you like to do. Yeah, he's I'm- super awkward. It's really funny. He's got yeah. this big like army duffel and he opens it up and he takes out this water gun. He's like, I got a water gun. Do something with that. And he just hands it to him. Like, it doesn't look like there's any water in it or anywhere to get water. <laughs> or what would what would you do with this? I don't know. He just starts <laughs> taking stuff out of the bag. Also, what is he doing with a water gun? Why does he have that? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there were water guns in, I think... In the uh, opening episode from this season, when we saw the montage of all the stuff that Nolan and Felicity were doing together over the summer, weren't they playing with water guns? In they the may have been, but like, it wasn't huge like that. I mean, this is like a, I mean, it's not a super soaker, but it's a fairly large water gun. Sure, but what's a water gun without water anyway, you know? I mean, it's, piece of it's also winter. Like, they all sure. have coats on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Maybe they were going to see I mean, that's the freeze coming out of the gun. We, I don't know. We clearly see that, you know, the chemistry that Ben had with the kid in the office when he like Even. tried to be a broker or whatever. Yeah. Um, is not translated to this child at all. It's awkward with Steven at the beginning too, right? Steven was not into Ben whatsoever. No, but Ben wasn't like, here, play with a waterless water gun. He couldn't he even get the kid's attention. Him. He was like totally apathetic and like playing video games or whatever on his little console he was not into yeah. it and ben's like this kid hates me why am i doing yeah. this there he, he doesn't instantly but connect he doesn't that's a good point but he does use the same move he's got sure. like a kid move yeah this, he's this got is like, his move. okay let's would you like a to play with a water gun that has no water in it B, in the middle of winter to play with a frisbee on a crowded street or right. c <laughs> basketball no caveats (laughs) (laughs) yes 
Um, so maybe like, he's smoother than I give him credit for. Yeah, he was sort of leading the witness here. So Oscar's like, basketball? Basketball. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, I get to let's shoot around. And then yeah. he's going to take Oscar probably to our favorite basketball court. That's what he says. I know a great court around here. Sure. We do. Too. It's an amazing set. It's, it's often at night. We've had some really amazing shots there. I've slammed you know? Sean in the face with my elbow. I've yeah. had teary goodbyes with Felicity and talked about possible trips to Vienna. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that happens there, Oscar. I'll tell you yeah. all about it or we'll just play. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, one of the two. <laughs> um and then we see of course the like you know mom arm moment where the kid's gonna walk out into the street and ben's like oh no, no hold on i abandoned you last time you managed not to die but this time like i'm gonna tell you not to go out into the middle of a busy street okay i think oscar's got it dude um mm-hmm. but he like helps the kid across the street with his hand on his back and that's what we see at the end of the episode. Very nice. Well, fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, is there a mini dick move of the season of this of the episode? Oh shoot! I completely forgot about doing that. Well, then I'm gonna. We you can strike that from the record. We can put a little pause here, and then we can go into the you're the worst. And if you end up having one, you can interject it. How about that? That is true. Okay. I could do that. Um, so, Fish, mm-hmm. do you have a you're the worst for today? We have a tie for you're the worst. All right. Well, then let's do it. This is the you're the worst segment. All right. Um, it's a tie between Ben's dad and Zoe. Really for the same thing. Uh, manipulating the people around them. Ben's dad for using his alcoholism and drinking as an excuse to get his son out to a bar to manipulate Ben into taking on the mantle of fatherhood. That is not a mini dick move. That is an actual, you're the worst, total dick move. Uh, he may be right that Ben can't live with um, not being in his kid's life, but this was not the way to go about it. Ben's dad, uncool, bad dad. Zoe similarly gets a you're the worst for gaslighting Noel, and not just for gaslighting him, but for doing it because of middle school drama okay you didn't sit next to me is not an excuse for blaming noel for not being able to handle you being the temporary one or two week head of a meeting okay that's everything about that not okay I am giving them a tie, Ben's dad and Zoe. You are both the worst. Andrew Covington and Zoe, oh, the worst. Uh. Yep. You know, and I'm thinking about like other things. And I mean, a lot of people were dicks in this episode. I mean, 
Ben leaving the kid on the side of the road, I, I can't call that a mini dick move. I mean, that's a dick move. You abandoned a kid. And both Sean and Megan flirting with and inviting other people. Um, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, and I don't really blame Adam for trying to kiss Felicity because honestly, she asked him out. So, I mean, I don't. How about Jessica? Well, she didn't know they were dating. She can flirt with the cute guy. Okay. Um, I mean, the thing that annoyed me the most was just everyone that kept asking Felicity if she was okay. I want to call every single one of those a mini dick move. Um, yeah, I, I have let you down, Colleen Tembus. I am sorry. Um, I fully acknowledge that I was supposed to do this. This was my responsibility and I didn't do it. And uh, I'm sorry. And it won't happen again. I mean, fish, we heart you is what's happening here. Um, I mean, look, a lot of people did a lot of things we don't love. (laughs) This episode (laughs) goes beyond a mini dick move, some would say. Um, Well, let's go to our our favorite segment. Yes. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Yay. This one's going to be wild. Okay. So first of all, Mm -hmm. um, let's start with a simple, like, not simple, but short comment, because look, it's John Ritter's last episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's commemorate that. And here's the one piece of feedback we still have that Ooh, haven't already I'm sorry. Seen. Can I, I found my mini dick move. Oh, we're interrupting. I'm this. so sorry. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it with a mini <laughs> dick move, which some may say is a mini dick move. Okay, go yep. on, fish. Yep, correct. Correct. All right. I would like to announce the Colleen Tembus mini dick move of the episode. The award goes to Felicity for eating half of Noel's sandwich. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that is a mini dick move. Right? Yep. yep. It wasn't just a bite. She took no. the entire half and she was not giving it back. I don't think, so. I didn't think there was any way that he was getting that back. Nope. Yep. Mini dick move, stealing half of Noel's sandwich. Felicity, mm-hmm. you're on notice. Yep. Uh, totally redeemed yourself. That was great. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, back to John Ritter. Yes. We, we are going back to the previously interrupted segment to <laughs> re- resume the previously interrupted segment. Of, after you listen to this tape, you have to write, we are a mess. Yes. We are a mess, Fish, but we love it. We're these people in this episode were a mess and we are a mess. It's great. Um, about John Ritter. Yes. At Felicity.fan says he brought such depth to this role. Yeah. He did. He did. He was a great actor in it and they gave him a really complicated part and role and something for Scott Speedman to really, you know, work with. Mm. Um, A lot of layers. Yeah. So many layers. And I think I was just seeing on maybe Instagram, uh, John Ritter related post 
and he died 20 years ago. Really? He died 2003, I think. Um, oh. It's been a long time. Wow. Like shortly after this episode, pretty much. Like not long, a year later, maybe. Um, I don't know why it feels like it was so much more recent than that. Yeah, but we've had a we've not had the John Ritter content we should have had, you know? Like, yeah, he probably would have done some really great stuff. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I thought it was worth uh, highlighting that because, you know, he did like it's a complex character for as little screen time as this character gets. You kind of it's also a character that's very well set up because even from the early days of freshman year, so season one, you're hearing stories about Ben's dad and you're you're getting all this sort of color around what's happened in his childhood and um then you meet him and it's just adds this whole layer of complication and you know you bring the mom in for some episodes you get a little mm-hmm. affair from felicity and it just everything that happens with ben somehow keeps coming back to his dad and it's uh it, it was brilliant to see that embodied i mean i i guess i'm glad they left it on a high note although as I said, I it's just not how I thought this was going to end. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Um, right. Now, we have a couple of comments about Megan and Felicity. We have a lot of comments about Megan and Felicity, which I'm saving for a more appropriate episode, except somebody issued you a challenge. And so I wanted Ooh. to find a way to hook that into discussion here. So we're getting two comments. One, that's an additional comment from at Felicity.fans, who says... I love how Megan becomes ultra protective of Felicity and isn't charmed by Ben's good looks or hair scratching attitude. Someone needs to see through the BS, even though I swear I'm not a Ben hater. <laughs> Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Still hot. And this was surely in relationship to the, uh, you know, the Megan standing up for Felicity at Thanksgiving, which you, which you debated fish. You were not into that. You didn't think that was in character for Megan, but at Ruby at Thanksgiving, it was completely in character. She was, um, she was like, pass the peas. Thanksgiving was fine. It was the storm that I had the issue with. All right. Well, at Ruby and Simba 13 begs to differ. She says, Okay, Fish, it's on. I dare you to watch the episode where Megan is on the phone with Ben, the one where Felicity drives to Southampton to Avery's, and then tell me it was out of the blue in a later episode that Megan stood up for Felicity in their relationship and was a good friend to Felicity. LOL. Yes, I see what you are dealing with, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. Don't you dare dare me to have a good time. I have in fact rewatched the breakup kit. And not only have I rewatched it, I have the text in front of me. I also have the text from the storm. So don't think you're gonna catch me by surprise with something like this. Oh no. I thought I thought we were on the same page here, but let me clarify, maybe we still are. I in no way am saying that Megan is not friends with Felicity. What I said was, in the storm, I thought that 
the dialogue that was written for Megan was not consistent with her character. And I actually think that is further backed up by her dialogue with Ben in the breakup kit. So in the breakup kit, yes, she, Ben calls and, you know, he's looking for Felicity. We all remember this scene. Megan's like, I'm going to give you peace of my mind before I tell you anything else. And she does end it with, I love Felicity. I do. I love her. Okay. However, she also starts that by saying, I thought she was a loser, prissy, navel-gazing, self-centered, whiny, overly introspective little freak. And it only took me two years to realize I was only partly right. Um, she says they have nothing in common. And she doesn't know how they became friends, but it was probably because she needed a little sister to beat up on. And while she does say, I love Felicity, I do, I love her. She then finishes that sentence with, I love her like she was my weird spastic little baby sister, and then threatens to kill Ben. This is Megan. This is what friendship looks like with Megan. There is love there, absolutely. That was written like Megan. The storm. On the other hand, Megan comes over. Yes, she makes it about herself. Fine. I had no problem with that part. But coming in, saying to Felicity, you know, I feel like you would have wanted some female solidarity and then offering to sleep over. Mm, I mean, that's borderline, but I'll accept it. The part I'm not okay with is this. Don't worry about it, okay? Ben loves you, and you love him. I mean, you followed him all the way to college. It's like a fairy tale. It will work out. That is not Megan. Megan doesn't say stuff like that. She says stuff like, I will kill you, Ben, if you hurt my friend. That, she says, we are friends. I love her, but she's my weird little sister. I want to beat up on her. And she's an introspective little freak. That's Megan. Wow. I can continue this rant you for quite a prepared. while. You, you, I did you come do. prepared. But you I, know? I am going to cite an episode you hate, The Force. Of course. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, in season one, in The Force, Megan and Felicity have this whole, it's like one of their first real uh they're just starting to get into a place where they can kind of have these conversations and they're sitting on the bed together. And, uh, and Megan wanted to do this spell and she doesn't think it worked. And Felicity's like, I don't know. I think it maybe was starting to work. And she's like, wouldn't it be great though, if like a spell could fix things and, and all that. And Megan gets this really far away look at her as she's like, yeah, that would be nice. And they have this moment that felt like the same energy to me as the scene that you don't like from the storm. Now, I realize that I'm losing credibility by citing the force as an example, but I do think that they they open up like this way of talking to each other there that is echoed in the storm. So I don't I know. I don't know 
if something from season one that gets a three line callback in season four, episode seven. I, I see I a just, number of examples from them. That's just the first one I can remember. I mean, I, I also saw the breakup kid as one. I, you know, she, but it's the dialogue I, that I'm talking about. It's, I mean, she doesn't me, speak like this. For me, the absolute clunkiest Megan speech is from as much as it pains me to say it's the one about Sarah McLaughlin with all the Sarah McLaughlin CDs. I think we've well cited that. I just saw that as product placement straight, like straight up and down. (laughs) And like, for me, that was the clunkiest because it was like, she doesn't speak in products. She's, you know, like there are moments where she'll cite one, like the, the lip venom. Oh yeah. Tracy. But that wasn't an entire speech about lip venom. Um, and so for me, that's the one that I'm like, and I know a lot of people like that one. Um, I enjoyed that as a speech, but I, I do agree that it's clunky. Um, I think it's not the way she normally speaks. I mean, it could be, it could be that like the writers, even the people who write frequently didn't write frequent enough speeches for Megan that it didn't all have the same tone. But I think you can find examples that are like you can pair things up and be like, I saw this in another episode. And I wonder if there was ever consistency around like the people who were in the writer's room for the ones that you can be like, I pair these two together because they seem to be the same vibe. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like, I guess I feel a connection with Megan because she is sarcastic and she is cynical and she is threatening. And I like these things about her. Um, and so when I, when I hear something like this, the difference between this and the Sarah McLaughlin speech is in the Sarah McLaughlin speech, she was telling someone off. Like that is a Megan thing to do, even though the, you know, it was clunky and the way it was said, she was still telling someone off. Mm, um, she when, was convincing Ben that Felicity loved her. It loved him. Yeah. That was the purpose of that scene. She was trying to say, go after her. She loves you. And this is my proof. She was telling him off. I mean, you know, she was like, this is my opinion. This is how I'm, you know, I'm gonna. I don't consider that telling him off. I consider that trying Mm -hmm. to get them together. She was, she was matchmaking. It's the way she's going about it. It 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 still has an edge. Whereas this is just kind of sickly sweet. And it, I don't ever see Megan being sickly sweet like they you see just, it with Sean you see it with Lila you see it with I mean she's got this level no she's not sickly sweet with them I mean I she puts her arms around Sean because he's going through cancer I don't think that's sickly sweet saying that like oh it's like a fairy tale you, you know you followed him here all the way to college no no no. Well, at Ruby and Simba 13, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I hear you. I hear you. Yep. Fish is defiant. Um, I that's okay. am defiant. But and... we are going to celebrate Ruby and Simba 13 more today uh, with some other comments. So Yay. we'll because come. I, I mean, here's the thing. We are still friends because my love language, similar to Megan's, is fighting with people. Sure. So, like, we've just had a moment. Ruby and Simba 13 it it's kind of like this other person that I'm really good friends with and like 
all we do is like really we like the same things and then we just you know completely disagree about them all the time I and mean, she seems to think it's okay to have like soup mac and cheese and i don't know nobody it's, eats loaf mac and cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay we are going to move on to comments where people just spit as many facts as us as possible because we've Ooh. asked a lot of questions and we're getting a lot of answers so first we're going to start with at gadget cat 007 who remember fish we asked the question about 12 letters really bad tv show crossword puzzle clue yes okay at gadget cat 007 says in season two of Dawson's Creek, you see Dawson and Eve watching Felicity on TV and he disses the show. So this is most likely their reply back, LOL. Oh, okay. Still weird. They were on the same network, but it's I accept that answer. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? Um, kind of funny. Um, interesting that they did it. Okay. Now, thank you for that at GadgetCat007. We need answers to these questions when we throw them out there. We don't just say this stuff. All right, <laughs> folks, folks, thank you. Thank you for modeling great behavior of answering unknown questions that we're spitting out into the ether. Um, now everyone will know. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just what we for do. Us. We help people. We're, we're helping people. You're helping people. Yeah. By answering questions that we are leaving completely open-ended and have no intention <laughs> to do anything about. Okay, and we've got more coming because I'm gonna I'm gonna create a segment just for this, and it's Ooh. called at Galinsky underscore and at Ruby and Simba thirteen answer questions. Yay! Okay. Woo! All right. Uh, first of all, at Galinsky underscore, just rewatching an episode, and Megan does say taffy and gammy. Remember uh, that fish? Yes, I remember that. You? I win. wasn't sure. I didn't. I did not uh, ever. Go back and watch that again. <laughs> Which episode was it? I don't remember. But I do remember us having a distinct It was Thanksgiving. Like, okay. Because she was coming over with the turkey. And exactly. Yes. That we were talking about the turkey being light and probably fake. Yeah. We put it all together. Well, you put it all together. Yeah. And at Galinsky underscore has answered the question. Thank you. Um, you are Now, we have some thoughts about the fire because we were like oxygen in the room, explosions. What? And by the way, folks. Either soon before or soon after that, I had to watch Backdraft for a film club. So I, I was that. very turned around with this answer. <laughs> okay. So thank you to everybody who contributed answers to this. At Galinsky underscore starts by saying, my husband said the oxygen comment didn't make sense as there was not any fire in the room yet. Okay. Okay. But um, at Ruby and Simba 13 also says, you aren't supposed to open a Oh, uh, yeah. You aren't supposed to open a door if the handle is hot because you can create a firestorm inside due to letting oxygen in. True story. The fact that Noel used the fire extinguisher first was good for the door opening. As far as the window, that would have been fine because the door was shut and there was no fire outside the window. Holy moly. This is hurting my head. I actually don't. I, I, I believe you. I just... Yeah don't understand <laughs> guys if you can get out the window get out the window okay that's what that's the takeaway i'm okay. getting from this um, good to know do not Tips for sit life. in a room and just be on fire yeah definitely don't do that okay um because that the where we were headed we saw no way out <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> the show led us astray 
Um, and it's like 20 years of my life later, mm-hmm. I unfortunately haven't needed this information. Cause thankfully, I mean, and if you need it going forward, you know who to thank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now at Galinsky underscore fires back with another point about the fire episode. Ha ha. Yeah. He says, I just <laughs> wanted to mention that when Ben calls and Javier is bringing the phone to her, Felicity hopefully says, is it no? I don't think it's intended to be romantic, but it sort of reminds me of the robbery in season one, how she has these traumatic experiences with both, uh, with both. And in both times it brings her closer to Ben rather than Noel. And lastly, one of the reasons I enjoy this episode is the sort of juxtaposition of Felicity and Noel's friendship and the fire being a bit of a symbol of destruction. What was there before is not the same but it will be rebuilt in time. I feel this watch, we see how self-focused Felicity is and maybe how out of sync she has become with Noel. Wasn't it last episode when she also offers to hang out and Noel says no? She did offer to hang out and Noel did say no. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of information. I liked the point about the, uh, well, I liked all the points because uh, Galinsky and Shore is amazing. Uh, one of the points that I like of the many amazing was the points symbolism? that she made was well yeah i mean sure but also i hadn't even like i hadn't to be connected to the robbery um because she makes this point about like both times she has this traumatic incident and yet both times it's been that she gets closer to as a result um but it happens with ben like noel's not there when they get robbed right mm -mm. but she was Um, she was basically with noel at the time um and or she was he was interested in her she was about to get together with him um and so when the robbery happened i think noel was like ready to be there for her and be a listening ear but then ben keeps coming over and like calling her late at night night after night and there was that one there was that one scene where like she's leaving to go down to meet ben and he's like where are you going? And she's like, I'm going for a walk. He's like, well, do you like, are you going to be like, she was walking around alone at night. He was like, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to, she's like, no, it's fine. Just, just, just leave it. Um, so he was kind of thwarted in that, but this time, um, you know, we get the Ben phone call post fire, but Noel kind of instigated that, uh, for this one. He, did. he, he kind of yeah. backed off, told Ben that it happened um he was drawing a line he was finally yeah yeah (laughs) um no i don't think that we connected those two so that's interesting i think we connected we connected the initial robbery in season one with um i think ben's trauma around his dad once he gets over kind of felicity's cheating on him Mm um that he like starts coming around again and like you know leaning on her yeah um and i think you could probably also say that about this episode with the pregnancy that he does a lot of at least trying to lean on her even though she (laughs) she remains quiet for most of it um but i like that um yeah it is a good point well, we have one more, and this is very apropos to a question you asked earlier. At Ruby and Simba 13 has, uh, 
answers and more questions to the sh- the loft situation. Oh, okay. She says, to answer the question regarding why Noel is still in the loft, it's because he gave Sean all his money from the divorce. I think Sean feels indebted to him after that. Also, Sean has said more than once that he owns the place, so not sure why they always tell people it's rent controlled. In a previous episode, Sean said, out of three of us, only one of us owns this place. So what does it matter if it's rent controlled? He is the landlord and deciding the rent. I am so turned around at Ruby <laughs> 13. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's well, I happening. Do, I, I mean, I think it's a good point. He did give him all the money mm-hmm. from the door. Wasn't it like a hundred grand or something? Like, I think that's rent forever. Um, but the point of being rent controlled, right, is that Sean actually can't change the rent. I mean, that's the whole point of rent control. He doesn't get to pick whatever the rent is. So is the point about everybody saying it's rent controlled that they're saying they're not having to pay more and more money to Sean? I mean, that that would be the implication. Okay. Um, but... I think it's weird that he says he owns it. I always felt like he was saying that he was renting it. And maybe what what he actually meant in that episode or what the writers meant was he's the main like tenant and then he's subletting to the other people. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it feels like the term sublet was used when they were looking for roommates in season one they get found the guy with the flippy hair yeah um they said you know now that the other guys have left ben you're my sublet yeah so Um, that would mean that he's that sean is renting and then the rent control comes into uh into play there because whoever their landlord is can't keep raising the rent and has to keep it you know controlled um I don't know. I feel like the owning is another one of those weird things like acquisition was an independent contractor that you know, sometimes words wow. just aren't used they correctly. Fancy. Uh, they get too cute. Um, well, at Ruby and Simba 13, you've answered our question, but we haven't answered yours. And we apologize for that. <laughs> uh, we are going to go another 10 rounds of this. And any listeners who want to answer our and Ruby and Simba's <laughs> question are welcome to do so. The mystery of the loft needs to be solved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like Sean just rents it and then sublets. We love our listeners. We do. You guys are amazing. You're the best. I love them so much I fight with them. That's true. That is that is a true <laughs> sign of love. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, Ruby and Simba 13, ask her how she feels about the word quaint. Shut up. <laughs> Just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, boy. We've alluded to that fight on many we have, but never actually and, gotten into yeah. it. And we won't now. We're just going to keep alluding we to better it. Better not, or this will go. It's like, like the what's in It'll be a 10 debate. hour <laughs> podcast. I uh, mean, we're on our way. Um, yeah. With that in mind, let's get into our ratings, shall we? Yes. Who went first last time? <laughs> Who knows? You know what? I'll start. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to rate this one in the unit of shoe covers because what, what else do you pick really for this one? I mean, shoe covers. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I considered, because I really enjoyed this discussion, I considered bumping it up a little bit because of the discussion, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say <laughs> I liked the discussion we had and I'm giving this one 6.4 out of 10 shoe covers because- okay. While there are a lot of things that we did talk about in great depth and enjoyed, there's also a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of things that don't really work. There's a lot of people they introduce that we'll never hear from again. There's a lot of things they talk about that we'll never see again. There's a lot of sort of like we're pushing characters out the door, but no, with no fanfare whatsoever about it. And it seems like their storyline should continue and maybe even they should die. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. not a tight episode, and it's not a particularly remarkable episode, barring Rocco. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's there's lots of cool moments. There's lots of stuff that we enjoyed talking about. But like, I don't know. When when I think back on like, if I'm making a list of top episodes I've ever watched at Felicity, is this near the top? Probably not. Um, will I remember it? Likely no. So it's, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess, you know, 6.4 out of 10 shoe covers scene piece. <laughs> um, surprisingly, I'm basically going to agree with you. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's not the worst episode, um, but Mr. Norman's back. Right. And time. Is that a thing? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, Ben's dad is just fine. Um, didn't like Adam. I, I do remember his name since we did just uh, watch this episode. What was the name of that guy who she dated? <laughs> Nick? Nate? The one that no one remembers? What? From Felic that Felicity dated? Yeah. David? David. Was it David? From season two? The guy who was like French and stuff or spoke French in the, in the blind date? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. David. So I'm getting like kind of David vibes from Adam. Like he's not necessary. The harsh, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, negative points for like what they did to Elena and the braids back. I mean, the things that I like the best about this, I really do think that the scene with Megan and Rocco and Sean and Clancy was really good. Um, I think all the Megan and Sean stuff was really good in this episode. And I enjoyed when Ben initially just left Oscar alone on the street. That I feel was a high point um, of this episode. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's not enough for a high rating. And, oh, my God, if one more person says, are you okay, Felicity? I'm going to slap them. I'm going to go back in time, find them, and I'm going to slap them. So with all that said, I'm going to give it, like, I don't know, it, I like those two things, but I, I'm having a hard time giving it more than a four. 
It's not the worst episode, but it's like, it's close. Okay. So you're saying a four out of 10 gloves. Yep. And a 6.4 out of 10 shoe covers. Yep. Um, Gosh, I feel like my really... four and your six are probably about the same. But uh, well, I've all, I've uh, rated a lot of episodes this season lower than you did, which is not true. typical for us. I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Rocco really, really like elevated it for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, him being he, in a band but great. not playing any instruments sold me so hard. <laughs> And scene, peace. Yeah. And he's an open-minded guy. You know, you're married, whatever. Let's do this. I felt like almost no reasons to like him, but I love him for all of them. Um, Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Rocco is comfortable being Rocco. I also feel like he's someone who would refer to himself in the third person. Sure. Sure. Um, All right. Well, there we have it. Those are our ratings for this episode but we want to know what you all think we have first of all we asked asked so many new questions today um we answered some but we asked way more and we want to know what you think so send us your feedback your felicity fan art your questions whatever send it to the melissa fish at gmail.com that's melissa with one l two s's the melissa fish at gmail.com also you can get to be part of the conversation with so many fun felicity fans out there Find us on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. Also, if you want to know when we're dropping new episodes of this podcast, you can sign up for our newsletter. Check your show notes where you're listening to this podcast. There's a link there to get to the sign up. While you're there, hey, rate and review us. It'll help other people, other fans of the show, Felicity, find this content and potentially you. That's right, you. Now, Fish... Next time, we're going to discuss an episode called Raising in Arizona. What do you think that one's about? Spell raising. R-A-I-S-I-N-G. Raising. Like raisin with a G. Well, it would be different if if it was a Z. Um, Well... That's so, I mean, raising in Arizona. I mean, there's only one thing that could be, right? I mean, raise you raise a kid. Like, what else would you raise? And in Arizona, I have to assume Lauren's going to move to Arizona. But, like that's going to make the co-parenting thing really weird, right? Well, I mean, I thought we were going to see co-parenting. We're not if she's in it, she's gone. And well, can we even do that? I mean, I don't know. He'd have to get like joint. I hope this doesn't turn into like a legal drama. Correct. <laughs> I mean, legal drama, not necessarily, but like you are, your train of thought is exactly where the writers went. They were like, what episode do we need now? What do we want Lauren to do? We want her to threaten to take yeah. the kid away that Ben has only just decided that he might want. <laughs> right. And then he'll have to figure out custody issues and right. all that stuff. I don't actually know if he can keep her in town while she's pregnant. But like once she has the kid... 
I don't know. Actually, I don't know what the law is. I mean, I think it also depends on your state. I mean, there's got to be federal law because you if you've moved between states, but like there's got to be a breastfeeding period. And then like, how long does that go on? And then like by that time, it's like the kid is bonded to the mother. And so the judge is more likely to like in the best interest of the child. I mean, this just gets complicated fast. Well, guess what, Fish? These are the types Next of episode. questions we will be exploring. <laughs> Oh, fun. Or at least considering that we might have to explore because yeah. you guessed well, my friend. All right. Well, that's what what not is she something want? I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it, the thing is, I just honestly don't care about any of those things. Um, what you I might be hard pressed to find somebody who does. I don't know. We'll see. I, I have. I'm sure there are people who have gone through this. It's just for, for no, me but, I mean, in terms and of for like this show, listeners and viewers of the show who yeah. liked this plot line look if you are a viewer of the show felicity a fan of the show and you liked this part of this plot line we 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 appreciate you i know that we're, we've had a lot to say but we would love to hear from you why did you like it talk 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 us through your thoughts what what did you connect with we'd love to hear about it we won't ridicule you it will be fine it will be good um <laughs> A lot of people we've heard from don't love this. Like I mean, a I lot of why. the horror and stuff. Um, and I think huh. I think that a lot of people associate it like I was associating it with not liking Lauren, but I think um that's not really necessarily true because she's pretty different. She's pretty different in the first half of the season than she's than the stuff that they're giving us or going to give us for her in the back half. Um so I but I don't think this stuff from the beginning is super memorable so it's also not why I watch the show like yeah. I watch the show for the pretty people yeah not for like bringing children into the mix and mm -hmm. like legal drama and like all that kind of stuff like I I I don't see any like I don't know anything I'm interested in watching coming out of this plot line. Yeah. Uh, I am sorry for I your be, loss. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. Yeah. I haven't watched. Well, I have watched it. I just don't remember it. Well, um, but say something yeah, right that's my, that that's my guess is it won't be my favorite episode, but I don't know. Maybe it will be. I mean, you guessed well on the nature of the content. And yeah, I mean, there's different particulars, but it's, um, uh, you know, a telling title. Yeah, it doesn't really, like, I don't know what else that would mean. Yeah, well, it didn't mean anything else. It meant that. Yeah. Yay. When was Raising Arizona? Um, um, yeah, I was just thinking about that. It was probably around the same time. Let's see. Or maybe, was that 90s? Let's see. Raising Arizona. No. Oh, 1987? 87, really? And when I said probably Nick around Cage. the same time, wrong. No. Well, um, I mean, Nick Cage was pretty young in it. And he so. was almost Moonstruck. Yeah. Was Moonstruck after Raising Arizona? Maybe. Um, he was pretty young in it. Okay. Well, I, I think this is a pun, a takeoff on that. Yeah, I would say um, so. I would say so. But yeah, so that's what we have coming up. Anything else we want to say about this one, Fish? Is it possible? 
Oh, I don't think it's possible. No. Hmm. I just can't believe you brought up quaint. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. You better you believe it. this episode to do it. I sure did. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> before we go into round 78 of that one, <laughs> until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you. Peace.